What is up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I bring you the Scott Hutchison interview. Because guys, I have been working so hard to make this one happen. And to be honest, Scott is one of my favorite artists in Washington, D.C. I do a lot of YouTube content, as you guys should probably know, on That's the Angle. That's the name of the YouTube channel. Um, also, this podcast, obviously. But uh, whenever I go to art shows and art fairs, Scott's work, if it's there, always sticks out and it's always my favorite. So it was just a complete honor to talk to him, get into his mind, his process, his approach. Even I even pulled up specific examples of his work and shout out to the Zoom-based podcast gods. Um, so the video portion is gonna be way better now because you can watch us directly talk about some of my favorite pieces of his and which I absolutely love that about Zoom. So yeah, besides that, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're breaking my heart because it's completely on fire in a good way, on fire in a good way. The subs are going up every day, and I would love it if you could sub and show some love too if you love this podcast, or maybe just my voice, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm probably not that cool. So guys, uh, without further ado, let's get right into this one. That's the angle. That's the podcast. Yeah, sorry, I'm like, the tower is right there. Oh, you got it right there? I tend to lean into it. Ah, uh, it's all so good, I need, man. I need to sit back, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, do you, man? Sit comfortably, man. Sit comfortably, sit comfortably, dude. But um, I did, I did just hit record. But what's up, guys? Welcome. To That's the angle. I'm joined here with Scott Hutchison. Hello, hello. Yeah, and dude, your email is insane. It's like your name twice, and I always want to put an N, like Hutchinson. By dude. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's all good, man. But man, I am super glad to have you on the show, man. I've been trying for quite some time. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's a it's a cool opportunity. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're one of my favorite artists in the area. So I was like, dude, I gotta have this guy on. Like, your your work just seems to pop up everywhere I am. I, I don't know if you know that. No, I don't know that, dude. Like, <laughs> where where are you? <laughs> well, I'm I'm in D.C. and like at all the at all the art shows, uh, it's like I just run into you or run into, run into some of your pieces. So much that, that you probably don't even know this. You actually have ended up in two of my YouTube videos. Oh, really? Yeah, hold up. Actually, I want to show you too. Oh. I want to show you. I, I, I clipped them out specifically so I could show you. Well, okay. It's super fine, right? No, but there's one that you don't even know about. Okay, let me show you. Right. Let, me sh let me share. I've never done a share screen video, so it's all to be cool as shit. All right, so check this out. Um, you remember this one? Yes, I do. Yep. By the people. Yeah. Yep. Back when people could gather. Look at that non-social yeah, exactly. distancing there. Wow, I can't. I can't <laughs> believe this. So, so what's happening here is, uh, that 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 black kid right there, a teen. He was in the art show as well, and. We were talking and I was like, what's your favorite piece here? And he pointed to yours. And I was like, dude, no way. I thought that piece was cool too. And then he proceeds to show me uh, your book and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I really, that's, that's great to hear. I, I wasn't sure if, you know, honestly, I'm not usually that picky of how things are displayed, but I was thinking up so high if people couldn't really see it so well. So, but maybe it highlighted it in a way because, you know, in that video, you could see it was way up, probably about 12 feet, 12 feet off the ground. 
Yeah. That, like I said, maybe it's sort of like a star, you know, it's like shiny. <laughs> well, it, it was like, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like the star of David, like the centerpiece, like this, this trippy ass photo or should be yes, uh, not even photo, sorry, it should be ass painting. But then let me show you the second one. Let me show you the second one. And ironically enough, the second one, I got my video demonetized because I played uh, music that I shouldn't have been playing on YouTube. So but I'll show you anyways. This one, I think you remember. Let me share the screen. Yes. Yeah. I gave you a whole section. Look at that. I gave you a whole moment here. I even added <laughs> you and everything. That was before I even did all like. So this yeah. is the most recent one. Good old Superfine. Yeah, man. Yeah, they had to cancel Superfine this year. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It doesn't happen until uh, end of October, beginning of November, but they've already decided that well, it's, it's out of their hands, right? It's like there's too many unknowns. So that's cool. Yeah, so you, you dude, so you've just been like popping up in my in my ethos, and every time I'm like, dude, I, I love this guy's work and everything. And so we actually chatted at Superfine, like you mm -hmm. talked to the camera, but the thing was is that my audio is so bad that I couldn't save it. So I was like, eh, I'm gonna throw some music over this. And next thing you know, demonetized. So <laughs> yes. So there's that. You know, that's I've, always lovely. I've had that happen before too. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually had things happen. I had a piece that I um a um time-lapse video of of a piece that i did man probably 15 years ago and <clears throat> i don't know when it was i posted it but it took this long because it was such a i don't know if it was it's such it was not a very good video it was like mm -hmm. one of my first ones and it took this long i think it was uh, about three months ago where it became demonetized uh, demonetized right like, that's kind of funny it took that took that long where where the one that you posted Again, and, I think maybe they're just backlogged, you know, they're just going back to the old, old, old stuff. I don't know. So you make YouTube content too? A little bit. Not, not very uh, frequently. Do you do it? All of this, you know, trying to get my work done. But do you do it there in your studio? Like you just do it out of your studio right there? Because it looks mm -hmm. sick. So pe for people listening, the background of, of Scott's uh, Zoom call right now is the craziest looking studio. I'm like having trouble focusing on your face because I'm just like so distracted by your sick paintings back there. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> too bad they can't talk oh, for oh, you man there right just like <laughs> yeah right but do yeah the super fine like you were saying to go back on that um the super fine stuff like that was a cool art show was that was that good for you like as an artist like that art fair kind of setup yeah that was the uh second time i had done super fine I, I did it in 2018 and it was just it was a total risk because i'd never done a fair before and mm -hmm. um <clears throat> there is a cost, you know, yeah. it's an it's an investment and super fine. Um, at that time you, you would look them up on the internet and there was very little about them. Mm. Um, they weren't, they weren't as big as they are now. And so, um, I did some digging and, and, and talked to a few artists and thought, okay, I'll, I'll go for it <clears throat> because also in DC has not had the, the most success with art fairs. Yeah, and super fine. Like I was when I did some research on it for that video, uh, that clip I showed you. I was like, "Whoa, they're charging artists to be a part of it." Like there must be some like crucial upside to the fact that if you invest, that there's some sort of return on it. Yeah, yeah. The um, the idea. Well, my thought was uh, I went in as uh, thinking in terms of advertising, mm -hmm. so I couldn't pay for that many eyeballs and that much, much publicity, like in a magazine. If I had a, you know, which I don't 
do magazines as far as advertising or anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I thought the 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 cost versus I, you know, I dollar, if, if that's even a term, um, oh, was was pretty was pretty was pretty good. So um, and also I'm local, and so I could stay here at my home. Mm-hmm. I wasn't traveling. It was just like a opportunity. I think I should. I thought I should take, and it it, it I did pretty well for me. Yeah, it <clears> really. was. It was a it was a really fun event. I'm not gonna lie, it was like super overwhelming. I'm not like when you walk yeah. in, it's just like art, just just art in your face, and you're just like <laughs> you're sitting there kind of delirious, like where do I even start? Like it all looks so yeah. good. Like what is going on? Your brain is just so assaulted. Yeah, I actually thought, um, and I, I'm biased, obviously, but but I thought in 2019, I thought that year was better than the first year, the 2018, mm. the quality of work. <clears throat> but um, but I think. I don't know. I, I I get a sense that there were attendance issues with it, and and I don't know. I, we'll have to see in the future if uh, if an art fair in DC is is a long term, you know, if mm-hmm. it can hold up long term because it is a fairly small, fairly small community. It's really you know, small. Yeah, like in New York, you can have so many fairs, you know, running all year round. Yeah, um, but but also on top of that, like the super fine it's just pay to play. There's no sort of like curation. It's just like, if you got the money first come first serve, you can hang up. Like, does that bother you? The fact that you might be next to some scrub who's been painting for like a year. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah. They, they say there's a curation actually. So oh, you know, okay. I have, I'm not on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. So um, in 2018, they approached me actually. Mm-hmm. So bef- before they began, they, they, I guess they scrubbed the internet. They found my, so my, my artwork and they contacted me and asked if I wanted to do it. Oh, so nice. It was, like a, it was like a cold call. Oh, that's sick. So, yeah. I guess as they trying to build up their reputation, that's sort of, um, that's how they had to do it. They'd have curators that would go around, you know, would look up online, um, for artists that would fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like mean, I, like I said, it's supposedly curated. So, but I don't know anyone that, um, of course, all of us artists have not gone together to chat but I'm sure there's some out there that probably applied and never got in or were put on a quote wait list, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it works out. What are your, what are your thoughts on the virtual art shows? Like that's been like this new thing with the whole COVID thing. And I, I honestly have some mixed feelings on them. What are your thoughts on the virtual art shows? Uh, for me, I've kind of, I've held back. Really? Um, honestly, um, in terms of applying for shows, mm. um, going forward, if they're virtual, um, especially because most shows, uh, at least I'm talking just in terms of, um, jury shows, I guess jury shows cost money. You know, if there's like a, if there's a call for, you know, they have a juror and they're, and they're juring, um, artwork to be in a show. There's usually, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like when they have a call out and then you have to pay like 200 bucks to apply. It's like 30 bucks. It's kind of small. Oh, guess, okay. That's but, not bad. But if it's virtual, <clears throat> you know, artwork, um, seen digitally is totally different. You yeah, know. that was the thing that threw me off. Is is like I, I saw a couple that you're linked to that you're kind of a some in your link tree and your Instagram, and I mm. looked at them and I was just like, oh man, like this is weird. I was like, this doesn't hit right. It hits so different. Like you can't see the the textures and the colors up close and really see that that craftsmanship that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm in uh, three quote shows now. You know, mm-hmm. but um, those were those were planned before. Um, oh. COVID nineteen, and so it's it's more just a my uh, my online presence when I have an when I'm in an online show is to to sort of reach a new audience 
you know, an audience, you know, an audience that they already have or clientele that they already have to try and say, Hey, here, here I am. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it totally is different though. Yeah. You know, than, from, from, from that aspect, it's like, from your angle too, it's definitely more beneficial. It's like, why not? You know, the more people that see it, the odds that someone could buy it, it's like, it's better than not being there. But from the spectator and from the viewer, like, when I was scrolling through the gallery of the one of them you were, you were in, I was just like, why does this feel like I'm on Urban Outfitters, but everything's yeah. just really expensive? I was like, this isn't, this isn't fun. I was like, I don't like this. Like, like yeah. I, we need things to go back to normal, man, because I am yeah. so sick of art during the COVID that's like online. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it's not, it's, it's not the same. I mean, it's, uh, I know there's some people out there that are trying to um, monetize that and try to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a generally a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it'd be, a, it's a nice sort of subset, you know, like if you have a show, for example, and they have say other work available by this artist, you can see other examples online, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I agree. You can't really, you're sort of scrolling through and they're like this big, you know, yeah. you click, click on them and they get, okay, this big. <laughs> I'm yeah, and, my hands like like five inches tall or whatever. Well, yeah, you, you get like an Instagram thumbnail of of a of a display of your photo. And it's just sort of like, like okay, <laughs> like like I only spent you know three days on this just to be reduced to like a a web based image that people can scroll through. It's like yeah. I get it because you know the art world and like everyone else, we're just trying to cope with what's going on. Like we're just trying yeah. to cope and deal with it because those people have businesses too. Like it's their business to sell art and to get art into people's homes, which is a great thing. And so they're trying to maintain and they're trying to just make do with what we have, but it just sucks so bad that in that sense, it's just so lackluster. It's not like podcasts where it's gotten kind of better. Honestly, like now I can pull up shit. Like, this is great. I couldn't pull up videos before. Oh yeah. You mean like on, on, on YouTube live or something like that? Or or it's like, mean or? Well, before my podcast, we're just in person. So we'd be sitting at a oh, table right. and yeah. there'd be no way to like reference things. Like I'm not Joe Rogan. Like I don't have a, an assistant pulling up clips. Like I don't have a Jamie, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Do you listen Goals. to Joe Rogan? Goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh, yeah. yeah. I listen to him a lot while I'm painting, actually. Ah. It, 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 I, I usually have to, I have to have something going. It's either, either I'm really into some kind of music genre and I'm really into that or I'm into, or I have a, um, some Netflix running mm-hmm. or podcasts, YouTube, you know, stuff going it, it, enough to pull me away from the image that I can kind of get, I can forget about what I'm painting. Oh, like, so you, you're kind of like on in like an autopilot mode of just your hand flow in. Yeah. Yeah. When, especially when it becomes, um, laborious, like a certain part that's going to take that it's a, a big hill climb, you know, a, quite a climb because it's um, a daunting painting. <laughs> oh, I like <clears throat> that. I just need a, an escape from the painting a little bit. Like, like you, like, you know, you have to do some base layer and just like, oh, you know, this doesn't take so long and be so intricate. Like you just got to get it done. God dang. It, it's, it sounds bad, but, but it's, it, that's part of it. And that's not only part of it. And another is just to, um, you sort of have to shed away um, all the, the people behind you, like your former professors, students, um, your family. It's sort of like get rid of all that information so that I can just be with the painting. That's interesting because I imagine that what you said is getting rid of the information. Because I imagine there's a time when you're painting where something might ring in your head that someone told you or like the, your professor exactly. said, don't paint whites over blues. I don't know if they ever said that, but. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. I, I had a professor in grad school that 
that uh, said something similar. And I, I really, really got it when he said, when you're in the studio, um, you know you're painting when, when the ghosts of you know, your former instructors or all the people in your life slowly walk out the door and that last, you know, and then it's just you and the painting. And it's kind of true. And it, oh. to me, to kind of get into that mode is, is to easily kind of quick, you know, um, listen to music or a podcast or something like that. And it gets me in that mode really fast. So well, it's know, artificial. It, well, you know what that is, right? That's the zone. You're in the zone right there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, it's, or, or as every uh, productivity guru on YouTube would call, you're in flow state. <laughs> yeah. how to reach flow state every day <laughs> I, don't, I don't i haven't i haven't heard of those that that's a good that's a good term yeah well it's like it's the state of which you are like in this very productive state of doing what you love to do with and you're not thinking about what you have to do next what's on your mind that you're a weird professor telling you about some colored history or whatever it is and it's but, it's but so when you say that you have to say flow state is yeah, that, you're going that, to flow state. Is that the deal? <laughs> I was I always imagine some like emaciated hippie chick saying that. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> But uh if I remember correctly, I you never went to school for for painting or for art, right? I, I did. Oh you did, you did. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, what uh you may are you referencing the facts that I that I wrote on Instagram? I am. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said something still I hated it when I first took it. That's one thing that you know, when I first took painting, I didn't want to paint. It was, a. <clears throat> I knew I was, I went to undergrad, um, for art, quote art, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what it was I wanted to do in the art field. Um, and so, um, yeah, I wonder if, if, it, if you're referencing that or if, or if you're referencing in high school, I never, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I took my first art class because of a girl. Oh. I was like, <laughs> so, um, so it's like, I kind of wonder if I'd be in this. Today. Well, 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 first, first, first tell me about you taking the art class for girl. And then we're going to talk about the fact that you had no <laughs> idea you were just doing some general art degree. That's more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. What happened with that? Well, I don't know. I, I, I used to be really religious. Mm -hmm. So I'm going back even further. I used to be really religious when I was in, when I, when I was in, uh, um, like a holy roller in, in, in school. What religion? Um, it's Pentecostal. Okay. Yeah, I grew up Lutheran and then um, went Pentecostal. And, 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 uh, and so I would doodle these um, very bad, honestly, these very bad um, um, scenes in, out of the Bible. And they were just, they were awful. I still have them. I wish I, I, wish I had them here and I could show you <laughs> how awful they, they were. But um, so I, I kind of dabbled a tiny bit, but but uh, so I knew I wasn't very good. So I wasn't going to take art. But my girlfriend at the time was really into art. And she was the um, art club president. Wow. And so I was like, oh, I'll take an art class. I can do that. And the art, art teacher was, was um, he's a really great guy, mm -hmm. uh, really inspirational, uh, really funny guy. And so it's like, what do I have to lose? And, and then um, I actually fell in love with art. Um, but it wasn't anything specific. You know, in, in high school, it's sort of like it's a, you know, you dabble. It's like you try this, you try this, you try all these different things, yeah. and I liked it all. So, That's interesting. Yeah, it, but what's crazy is that I I always find that what you do in high school, it's so those becomes like those become the things that are really important to you when you're older. Like you don't realize it, but in a way, those 
early years, especially like the high school years, the passions you develop then become the passions you develop, you, you still love later and hang on to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, um, yeah, with me, it was, it was art. It, it's, uh, I kind of have forgotten about everything else in high school. <laughs> sort of block that out. <laughs> I mean, same. I just smoked too much weed. That's why I forgot about everything in high school, to be completely honest. I don't know if that's Pentecostal, but. Uh, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I was, uh, uh, yeah, when I went to uh, um, college, it was the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm just going to try all sorts of things. Uh-huh. And, and, um, and I really got into drawing, into, into drawing, and, and, and I was going to become a drawing major. You know, slowly I, I was taking more and more drawing classes and, and my professors steered me to painting. They said, oh. they said um, um, you'd be, quote, more marketable if you're a painter. Interesting. Like, oh, that's, weird. that's weird. And they said if you can, their rationale was that if you can paint, then um, a school, because I was thinking about becoming a teacher at the time, a professor. They said, well, then a school can assume that you're a good drawer, that you can draw. Oh, so, I didn't even know they were separate. I didn't know it was you either a painter or a drawer, like professionally, if you were to separate, I didn't know that they were two different fields. I always assumed it was just kind of the same path that, that you did both of them concurrently. Yeah. In, in the, on the degree, it says, um, it says, um, art quote or semicolon painting. It mm-hmm. could have been art semicolon drawing or but drawing, ceramics. Or- drawing sounds like just like a little sort of like crafty, where or painting <laughs> sounds like kind of sexy, you know. It's like painting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's a hierarchy. Um, I, you know, that might rub some people the wrong way. It's it's whether it's whether it's true or real, but there still is a perceived, I think, in in the art world that painting is. You know, it's, so many people have claimed it's dead over the years. You know, you hear painting is dead um, quite quite often. But I, I, I've never but heard I, that. You never heard that? No. I know in art history. Especially contemporary art um, that's been said a lot, and it's Why? it's it's a uh, I think because the uh, what painting can say, can say mm. you know what has not what's been said has already been said you know you know and now <clears throat> the new art forms there's some truth in that I think in some of the new art forms like what's you know especially now with technology <clears throat> what you can do with technology that you can't possibly do with painting are they it's trying still- to say that like graphic design is superior to painting or that it's going to take over painting? No, I don't think it's that uh, necessarily. It's just that it's, it's what in what has been said in painting at this point. Ah, like there's nothing and, left to say, like you can't invent anything new. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, which I, which I think it seems like, uh, I mean, I've, again, there's, I haven't polled everyone in the world, but it seems like most people I talk to, painting is kind of like, when you think of art, you think of painting. Yeah, like painting so, to me is like the superior art form. Like photography is like the one that is like the redhead stepchild. No one respects that. But, you know, you, there's no famous drawers in the Smithsonian. It's all paintings. There's, it's like painting is the, the top of the mountain, at least I think in like my opinion and and then also in just the market too like yeah i mean it's been it's been a hard road for some of the other artists to to kind of get an edge on on painting you know like like you say graphic design or even photography Mm -hmm. you know and and to have um i mean the national gallery has a pretty good um pretty good record in terms of photography you know and then their permanent collection and everything but but still that that's taken a while i think yeah but painting 
I think is superior because you can look at a photo and probably think I can do that. You can look at a, like a great photo. You can look at a great photo and think that like, Oh, I could probably do that. And you probably could like, if you just copied it, but I can't look at a great painting and be like, I could do that. Like people just, you just know instantly that you can, you can't do that, which I think maybe that's why, in my opinion, maybe that's why it's more respected. Okay. Yeah. Could, yeah, could be. Yeah. I, I don't know. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I mean, that's I just can, my I, stupid brain, like hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, 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 it's funny. Like what I, what I see that I can't do, it sort of makes me depressed. You know, like when I see an, a painter, I was like, oh no. Who is <laughs> that for it, you? But it's usually not technical. Oh. It's 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 because it's because uh, I feel like I can technically do this sounds really um I should be more modest, but I feel but I feel like, you know, if I set my mind to it and spend enough hours I can do mm -hmm. I can paint pretty much anything. Mm. But but um some of the usually the um usually the artists that have more um, um, a rawness to it, you know, that, that there's like their soul is on the end of the brush. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, that, but there's a, um, it's sort of like a, a painter looking at another painter and appreciating the, the, uh, the uh, immediacy and the um, what not to paint versus what to what to paint this sounds kind of strange i suppose but no it's not some, strange at all but but some but sometimes i'll um i'll look at a painting that's technically superior mm -hmm. and it's almost too technical mm. it's sort of like it's it's riding on the technique i, I see it's, what you're saying it's like it, it can be too polished like sometimes it, that's it's, it. you can tell they're thinking too much about their professor or like what their grade's going to be on it it's not so they're not expressing because they're like staying within these mental bounds that they would probably learn under yeah and that's kind of that's sort of where I, I i'm always fighting against with my own work it's like to finish or not to finish um mm. to go thick or thin or or you know to, to show some of the canvas you know coming through it's it's trying to retain some of the life of the material instead mm. of beating it beating it to death mm. like just letting it flow and not overthinking is that a thing that can right yeah yeah and it's like i feel like i need to take some um take some like the just graffiti graffiti um I've, I've started thinking about adding some spray paint to my work or or impasto or gold paint you know just like to try and get out of my comfort zone i guess well, well graffiti will definitely make it look raw that's a fact right there <laughs> yeah like graffiti teeters that line of like is this professional i don't know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I know. It's I, mean, a, I guess I, I I don't I know very little about graffiti. Quite mm -hmm. honestly, I'm stu I'm stupid. But I wonder if there's like a if if it's seen because there's graffiti art and there's what I think vandalism. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like what's what's the are is are those lines blurred? Is there a line at all? There's do so you happen to know? I do know a little bit. So there's definitely a line. So there's definitely a side of graffiti that is pure vandalism. That even they no is vandalism they just do it purely because they want to get their name in as many places as as they can possibly think and that looks like like the black one line sort of spray where they just write their name real sloppily on like the side of a building that okay so that's just ta uh, tagging is just, that's just yeah that's just like tagging or technically it's it's vandalism because there's yeah. no artistic sense but it's still an art form i'm not trying to shit on it you know but on the spectrum 
you know, okay. that's, that's, that's that. But then, <laughs> but then it merges from there into, I guess, people doing more of the, uh, like the lettering, like the beautiful lettering that has like the, the, the 3d effects and the bubble effects. And it, like, you can barely read it, even though it's beautiful to look at, but you have to spend like 10 minutes looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which, which is bad marketing. If you ask me, like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea to like make something beautiful and make it so no one can know who did it. Like, that's uh, <laughs> like, like you guys need a better PR here. But, um, but, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a couple local artists like that, that use this sort of graffiti mindset, like Nicholas Zimbro, for example, is one mm -hmm. of one of them. Um, and, uh, and a, a friend of mine, a, for, a former student, um, um, Alex Beck, is a, is a good example. Like, you know, these guys can paint and draw anything, you know, whether it's landscape to figure to still life and they incorporate it all. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, I see my work as a channel of like, like, like with blinders on and it's figure, 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 no background, hardly ever any background, just figure, figure. And, and when I see someone like explodes, you know, explodes the, the, uh, subject matter mm -hmm. and adds, detail in one area and then splatters of paint in another and i'm like oh man i that's what i said it makes not doesn't make me depressed i'm just saying that but it's like oh i need to i need to tap into some of that yeah graffiti has that kind of raw natural like uh rebellious vibe to it because i mean that's kind of where it started you know is is yeah. re rebelliousness but it, it always kind of has that that schmood to it and especially if you like throw it on your canvas it kind of has that like <laughs> graffiti look like you're talking about but it's so easy to look at other artists in your field and for me it's photography and be like oh man like i wish i, I thought of that aesthetic or i wish i thought of that like technique or something yeah yeah it's yeah it's um usually when i when i find someone new and i'm and i have that same thought i'm i'll show my students and i'll <clears throat> tell them why you know what's like what i'm thinking in my studio this is like oh i really like this piece and i'll kind of tell them tell them why because a lot of times students will uh want to do what you were saying uh, earlier on it's like they want to know how to do something they want to make something look a certain way mm -hmm. or paint or they or they can it's sometimes it's hard to um see beyond the technique ah uh, if that makes if that makes sense no it makes a lot of sense because then you're you're limiting yourself as opposed to just doing and figuring it out later i mean yeah. If you ask me, I would say just doing is probably the better part than worrying about the technique. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, technique will technique will come with time, right? You know, it's just a matter of um, because inspiration and technique comes from the momentum of doing it. But but like you were saying, showing, showing up in the studio. Exactly. I mean, showing up is a hard part. But but like you were saying, yeah. is is those little things that are unique to an artist. I don't know the right word. I just use aesthetic because it's like the hipster word. But like. Those are the things that every individual artist develops like over time that becomes unique to them. Yeah. That you have to sort of find just by doing. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, when people ask me like how long a piece took, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, depending on which piece they're pointing at. And I'll, I'll say 45 years. Because <laughs> that's, you know, that's how old I am. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a lifelong I didn't just come up with this technique. It's just like this process of, of starting and failing and redoing and, and just like, and no one, re no one recognizing any of what I'm doing. You know, it's like, 
and then teaching. How, how long have you been painting for? Anyway, um, paint. Well, <laughs> how far do I go back? Um, I guess if I say after grad school, maybe I could say that's like when I was released out in the world was like 99. Mm -hmm. So 98, 99 was when I you know, started. Oh, wow. Like 20, <laughs> 21 years, dude. 20. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's insane, man. It's, that's, it's so nuts to be doing the same thing for 20 years. Like that is craft. Like that's passion. Like that to do anything for 20, even more than like, a year is impressive but 20 years dude that's insane and yeah. so it's like for someone to assume that your aesthetic now which is i think is obvious to see um it's like you just thought of it one night in bed and like i'm gonna paint just <laughs> like this like they don't realize it's these micro steps of yeah. you over time oh yeah 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 that's the 45 years what i'm talking about that's a good way of, I, I like you I've, i like the micro steps mm -hmm. um, it's like the little that's exactly right and, and I also let you say 45 years because one of my favorite stories is a story about Picasso. And the story goes like this, where Picasso was sitting in a restaurant and someone came up to him and they go, uh, do you know this story? Do you know the story? I okay. don't know. Okay, so Picasso was sitting in a restaurant and uh, this this fan came up to him and goes, it just interrupts him and goes, Mr. Picasso, Picasso, I'm such a big fan. Um, can, you, can you draw on this napkin for me? And Picasso being Picasso was like, sure, I'll draw on a napkin for you. So he takes out his pen and he just does like a little doodle on it. And so he goes to hand it to the girl, but as a girl goes and grabs it, he pulls it back. And he goes, he goes, that'd be $45,000. And, and she goes, what? She goes, what do you mean? He just drew on a napkin. He goes, no, he goes, he goes, he goes, it took me 50 years to draw on that napkin like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, he, what he's saying, essentially, you're saying it's not about the fact that it's drawing on napkins, the fact that he did like honed those skills over years and years for him to be able to draw on that napkin like that. And it's not about like the medium, it's about the person behind it. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's, that's great. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to use that. <laughs> oh, please don't look that up. Cause I know I got a bunch of stuff wrong in there. I've just said it so many times that it's gotten better in my head, but that's about how it goes. <laughs> that's why I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Dude, there's some crazy Picasso stories. You, you know, he was like quite the ladies man. Yes. Yeah. Another one of my favorite quotes of his is, uh, and this is probably extremely off too, is, uh, a good artist is well-fed and well-fucked. I love that. Oh. One. You know, uh -uh. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying you don't have to chime in on that. I don't know your relationship situation, but I'm just saying he's, he's onto something there. Yeah. You could, you could probably coin a phrase with, you just, you always hear the, the poor artists or the, you know, the, the, the artists that is like the depressed or, you know, crazy artists or whatever there's there are, there all kinds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're but, like, what were you about to say? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but, um, uh, but going back to like the aesthetic and everything, um, going away from, Pe I could go on about Picasso's infidelities forever. Um, very fascinating man. Even to his old age, you know, he was like, like he was like having young, beautiful girls in his studio. He was like 60 years old. There's photos you can see of Picasso where he's like 60 with like the, the hot, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in your life, like in his studio. And she's just like in awe and he's just there like painting her. And you know what he's doing, right? He's like, but you're just like, oh, God damn Picasso. Goddamn Picasso. I mean, <laughs> and in I, a way, he was famous while he was still alive, which oh, is yeah. different than most artists. He was like <laughs> super famous before the internet, but while he was still alive, which is super rare. Yeah. Yeah, it is rare. It's like one percent of one percent of one percent. You know, it's that's yeah, that's crazy famous. You know, he he and 
Dolly, for example. I mean, Dolly mm-hmm. was, was, I don't know, I would say more famous. Yeah. Um, just because of pop culture. Mm. And, and Picasso was famous, but, um, you know, maybe more in terms of the, the art world and is, and is still, but, yeah. but, but, you know, Dolly was like across many genres, I guess. Yeah. He was involved with some photography works too. I remember going to the national gallery and seeing him pop up in some other people's works and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, he was kind of quite the Renaissance man hanging out with other famous artists. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a, he's a weird guy. I don't really know that much about Dolly. It's just, it's just a, um, you know, I, it mainly, mainly from what I know of, of, um, cubism and surrealism mm-hmm. and Dadaism and, you know, how he was you know, kicked out of Dadaism and, and, Whoa. and, it, and, and his, um, he, it seemed like he didn't see his work as much of a, of a, of a, uh, um, political or rebellion. It was, it was, um, again, I'm stammering cause I don't know. Yeah. Like, we're, 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 we're all just talking about our asses. Don't worry, man. Like, <laughs> like we are but, not on the record by any means. It's okay. <laughs> but, but he was, he was, uh, he wanted to be famous. Oh, so it's interesting that he actually he was, wanted that. I mean, he, he was, he was or, or at least he was after fame. He was very much, you know, very flamboyant and he went, went toward the fame. So, I mean, everyone knows what he looks like. You don't, no one can tell you what Picasso looks like, right? He's he was like a short, chubby Spanish dude, but like <laughs> you don't know that. But 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 Dolly, everyone knows he's like this this skinny kind of bulging eyes guy with this yeah. weird long, like oddly long curled mustache, yeah. like kind of creepy looking. But I'm sure he was very entertaining. Yeah, he was his. You know, yeah, right. I mean, you you're right. He was he became he becomes an icon, right? It's like mm-hmm. a you. You're right. Like his his image, everyone knows. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. So, so like when you say that he wanted fame, it makes sense just by the way he may have dressed. It's like you don't dress like that if you don't want the attention. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. You know, there's like something there. <laughs> right, figuring out these great artists, right? This is kind of interesting. Like I, I wish we could like just zoom call in like a, a an art history expert to be like actually. <laughs> that's right <laughs> Picasso Wrong. didn't say that yeah oh god <clears throat> this is why you need your this is why you need your Jamie and you can kind of have them looking it up for you well I, I'm my own Jamie I just have like my finder here and I can just pull stuff up <laughs> but um speaking of stuff that I want to pull up um uh so one of the recurring things you know how I showed you those videos yeah um yeah. that first one and I'll pull up here. I'll pull up the photo. It's a piece that shows uh, up a, a lot in your work, or a piece that I guess you've shown a lot, and it, it kind of has like a lot of your like modern aesthetic and stuff. And I'll, I'll pull it up right here. Let me screen share. And it's also yeah. it's also one of my favorite pieces of yours. Um, oh my god! Why am I? Why am I getting messages? This is so annoying. Hope you can't hear that. There we go. You see that? Oh yeah, yeah. This piece, dude. Okay, so I didn't say this earlier. I want to talk about this piece because this is the same piece that that boy showed me uh, that he really liked. But it, this piece, like, after I went through the whole gallery uh, of the of that art gallery, and this was the first one I saw, seeing this was like a refreshing 
art piece for me because everything was good and yada, yada, yada. But it was until I saw this, I, my first question was like, how much weed does this guy smoke? And my second question was like, <laughs> like, this is like, this is really cool. This is original shit. Like this is really, this is something new that I haven't seen. Like it felt like someone who had their own voice, which is something I really enjoyed about it. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> um, yeah, this, um, this is metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and in a way, um, the metamorphosis is, well, first I want to say most of my work is kind of a, I feel like it's a self-portrait or a journal entry. It's in my own life. Like um, I think back of what was going on in terms of my, my um, evolution as an artist mm-hmm. <clears throat> or is, as in regards to this one or with other pieces, I'll actually um, be going through something health wise or, or something's going on in, in society that, that um, I internalize and then it comes out as a, as a painting mm-hmm. <clears throat> where Met- metamorphosis was uh, one of my first pieces where I really abstracted the figure this much and mm. totally modified the color. Like the skin tone is, is um, you know, these vibrant greens and, and purples and pinks. Um, this was, this was a uh, um, bold for me at the time and kind of a departure from his work before this, a lot of my work before this was, was, um, was were very Brown. Um, all the work was quote skin tone, you know, the, the tone of the actual person. So this was, this was like the start of you doing the sort of like blue green sort of aesthetic that I kind of see you doing a lot now. Yeah. So the, so in a way the metamorphosis was, I'm talking about myself too. It's like, I, Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a, um, a light turned on and I was like, Oh, I can see something happening here. And so I'm, I'm also going through that metamorphosis, but what I, what I, this um, piece is uh, kind of indicative of what I'm doing with, with most of my work is, is um, I'm collaging multiple, you know, on the computer, I, I collage actually um, multiple um, poses of the same model, sometimes different models, actually, sometimes multiple models are in, but this is of the same model. And so you um, took the original photo of that model. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm inspired by the models, honestly. So when she posed for me, um, I took probably about 50 photos of her and mm-hmm. just had her do her thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't guide her at all. And so I took photographs of her and then, and honestly, I had no idea what I was going to paint. <clears throat> Sorry. So, um, I came, got to the computer and I just played and to collage this piece, it probably took me eight to 10 hours because of just trial and error, trial and error, just trying to figure out what am I doing? And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, because <laughs> it was eight hours, but this image came out of it and, and I knew, I was like, oh my gosh, this is something new. And oh. I've, got, I've got to paint this image. It doesn't look exactly like this. You know, there's obviously modifications and, and there's certain things I can't do in Photoshop that, mm-hmm. that I can do in painting. But, um, so you were like taking the two images and sort of putting them on top of each other in Photoshop yeah. just to kind of come up with like different variances. Yeah. Yeah. There are probably about seven or eight different poses in here. Mm. You can only see two faces, but those hands are cut from other poses and put, put in there. And Oh yeah. It's, it's so crazy because this piece is, it's, I hate to just use the word trippy, but like, it's, it's crazy. Like it, it's, it kind of looks like a photography double exposure, but does, then yeah. you you kind of lose track of the original 
pose and the in like the other pose because there's like two heads and there's four hands, but you kind of lose track of like where each one starts and begins. It's kind of it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, <clears throat> I uh, it's um, my. I hope it doesn't sound um, too uh, out there, but but I'm I'm really interested in the idea of the of the self and memory and time passing. Mm and that we are um not just one experience but we're we're many layers of multiple experiences you know and oh, so shit. this is kind of what i'm what i'm dealing with here it's just like this is multiple time frames and and what you're seeing is just is yeah one solid or one person i guess but in, in multiple views it's what? a very you talk about picasso and it's very simple you know picasso would you know he would show he would show a portrait in multiple views. You know, when you get the, when you get the flattening mm -hmm. of the faces, and he, what he's trying to do is he's showing a, a view from the side as well as the front. Mm -hmm. so he paints them in, com in combined. Interesting. So, so that's sort of what I'm, I'm, I'm doing here also. And it's, it's really because like you had, there's like a piece where it looks flesh colored, but then there's, it's like a tiny piece, but then, it's mostly this sort of like blue green neon light. Did you add in the blue green as you were drawing and you were kind of like, I want this to look kind of ethereal or were you like messing with that in Photoshop? Like what was the thought behind making it that the color palette? Yeah, it was, it was a uh, really revealing my secrets. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, that's totally fine. Um, I do. It's, it's probably a 50, 50. Mm -hmm. Like I, I do some of it in Photoshop and, and some of it in, in actual, on the, on the easel, mm -hmm. but, um, the inspiration honestly comes from the digital in terms mm -hmm. of the color. It's like, um, and I, I did this even before, um, this series that I'm working on now where, you know, I would have trouble with a background on a painting. I'm like, well, what am I going to do back there? And I'd bring it into Photoshop and I'd cut the background out and I would change the colors. And so I was always trying using Photoshop as a tool for, for, you know, color testing. Cause I used to do it straight on the painting and I had a professor. Um, this is when I was in school. He laughed uh, when he came around to one of my paintings once. And I said, what's, what's up? What's wrong? He said, that background has been five different colors. I'm like, yeah. And this is before Photoshop, you know, this was like, you know, early nineties or whatever. And I was like, well, I have to, I have to see. And, and I used to try with it. I used to um, do the least obvious color first. Cause that might be the one. I was like, so I'd put, some random red in the background, I'm like, well, that wasn't it. Well, now let's try yellow. Let's try, you know. And so this, this gets me there quicker. And so Photoshop, I can try that vibrant green and be like, oh, ooh, I really like what's happening there. And I can, I can pull back from it or intensify it. That's so but anyway, cool. that's, that's, yeah, that's the inspiration. I'm always so interested in like the process that leads up to it, especially with paintings, because I'm always wondering, is it just straight off the dome? You know, is it, is it some sort of <laughs> referencing like you're doing before? I mean, I, if it was straight off the dome, I'm not gonna lie. That'd be, that'd be like insane, but like everyone's got to get their inspiration, how they get it, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, I had talked with one other, well, he's not even a painter. I don't know what, I guess he's kind of a painter. And he did something similar where he would take photos of his cell phones and he would just go into Photoshop and mash them up and do funky things until he found something inspiring. And it's like, you're almost exposing yourself to the idea of something that you've never seen before, like coming up with something original like that and then painting it because it's not something that you would like think of in your right mind, unless you're like on those Dali drugs. But like, 
you know, it's it's something that like you haven't seen before. So you're like, oh shit, that'd be sick. And then you paint it like the shade, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a it's a tool. And honestly, I mean, we we obviously can't bring Rembrandt back back from the dead <laughs> and put put him in our in our um our society and our current culture. But I I would be fairly certain that that he would use Photoshop. Or that, or that some of the old masters would, would use the technology of the day, you know? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, I would think you, I would, think you would. I mean, on, on one hand, it's a craft, you know, and you, wanna, you want to know what's out there and, and be refining your craft. And if a tool like Photoshop or, um, can help with that. I mean, I'm sure if Rembrandt could just take a photo of the subject in, in that position as a, and then instead of having her sit there for like four hours, I'm sure he'd be way more stoked about that than, <laughs> than having this poor girl sit there all day. Like that sounds way, way more doable. Yeah. Well, I want to pull up another one of your pieces because um, it's like you do this thing that I think is really interesting with this, with this style you have. And oh, let me screen share that. Let me. All right, come on. My computer's freaking Spotify, Spotify needs to have some sort of video component. Why Spotify? <laughs> well, don't you say you oh, put oh, oh. Spotify? Dude, Spotify is going to have a video component. Oh, they are. Dude, so they did you not hear that they bought Joe Rogan's podcast for like $100 million? I, I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, so they're uh, going to like launch the video aspect with uh joe rogan's podcast so if you ask me like i would i will 100 percent be posting all my stuff on spotify as well because it's a new frontier and if you ask i think spotify is probably one of the first people that could even compete with youtube yeah i think you're right it's yeah. funny i i guess i knew he'd i knew um he made a deal with joe rogan but i i actually for some reason i didn't click that i thought oh is he just gonna go is he just gonna post his videos on youtube and and then like later on no they bought but it sounds like it's just gonna it's all gonna be moved over then yeah they bought exclusive rights or licensing rights not not, they didn't buy the podcast they bought licensing rights which leaves a power in joe rogan's hand which is very smart and um it's like a two-year contract or something like that and what's gonna happen is he'll leave the clips up on youtube but he the video and the full podcast are going to be exclusively on spotify so that'll be kind of nuts to see how that happens yeah hmm yeah, that's that's cool. Right. But anyways, so this one right here, which is something that I think is cool with what you do is like you have this sort of main emotion, like this main painting, but then you almost do like a second painting on top of it, which is like the girl that's a little more flesh tone, but then this sort of like ghost looking girl spinning out of her. And it's kind of like two different feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's the same idea with the. Uh with the, uh, the portrait of the person or the person being um, um, described through multiple moments mm-hmm. so that we're, you know, we are complex. We're not, you know, our, our, we're, we're constantly changing. Um, or at least I hope we are, I hope we're growing and, <laughs> and changing. But, and so this is, this is, this is the idea. It's like the two moments. Um, I, I actually, I sort of feel like, um, she's looking at us and I don't do many pieces where the, where the figure is actually looking out at us. Mm. And my sense with this one is that she, it's like she, she knows she's, it's like, she's okay with, with what's happening or what, or what, or she's okay with herself. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And she's, um, this, this piece, uh, um, actually, I, there's a nice story about this, is that um, I worked with an uh, um, in, independent uh, film director on, on this piece. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, trilogy in, in France that um, this uh, independent director is working on. And she approached me through Instagram and said, um, would you be willing to do the poster for our film? Oh, whoa. And she said, I can't pay you. <laughs> and, and I said, well, um, I said, as long as, as, you, as long as I can use images of the model and I have rights to use those images, then it's a trade. Seems like so, a good trade. And so actually this piece, um, I, I told some of my colleagues about this and they're like, why would you do that? You know? Um, and I, you never know where inspiration is going to come. And so I, so I took it um, and I worked with her and I did end up creating the poster, which is not this image, mm -hmm. but this is of the model. And this is a, a separate image I did of the model. Oh, so wow. I wouldn't have come up with this piece except, you know, but because of doing this uh, quote, you know, unpaid commission, I guess, pro bono um, commission. So, cause this is, this is the, uh, this is the actress that's in the, in the movie. Oh, 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 so is this tied to the subject of the movie or is this kind of your own sort of riff it's, on? It's yeah, I haven't seen the movie. It, it's not it's not out yet. So mm -hmm. um, it's not finished. So um, yeah, this is my own. So what I would do is I'd work on the computer digitally and I'd send her like, this is what I'm thinking. And it was like, yes or no, yes or no. And I, I think I did probably like 15 or 20 different um, digital collages of this of this of the actress interesting and i and i painted um i've painted i think uh three or four of those i mean if you ask me i think some of the best opportunities come from random shit like that that's like yeah. hey here's an opportunity it's kind of pro bono but you never know where that could have led like you never know where it could lead or where it might happen or like the new inspiration you might get from it i found that some of my most inspiring photography moments were from stuff like that yeah yeah, I was, I was, I was actually um, hoping. Um, I just went on a, I did it on a whim, right? <clears throat> I mean, she contacted me, and and then I, I said, as long as I have rights, and she had, you know, the actress signed a contract and stuff, so it's like I can, I can use those images, and but I had no idea. I didn't even know what the images would look like if they would be, if they'd be workable. Um, you know, I sent her example, like this is, you know, I'd like it to look similar to this, you know, high quality, black background. Um, so I can kind of collage them together a lot easier instead of having a bunch of stuff, you know, one directional light source. Cause I always like working with like one nice light. Um, so there were certain things that, that, that I, that I, that I needed to, to do a, this one I'm pointing at right there is the, is the poster, this one. Oh, nice. You can barely, you can barely see it's it. It's kind of it like, your, like a, their head and their, their neck tilted up towards like yeah. a light coming from above. From a distance, it looks like a, a bowling ball pin. Actually, it kind like, of does. I guess, yeah, now that, now that I think about it. But yeah, that was, that's, that's the poster. Mm -hmm. um, she, she approached me because her, her movie, she thought the movie fit my current style. So, that's, so it wasn't that I needed to change anything. Mm. Well, like, then you have photos like this, which to me are a little more, I guess, maybe haunting for some people, but I think it's, I think it's super sick. I love that. I can just pull these photos up like this. How, how do you, do you, do you feel weird about me doing this? No, no. Okay, cool. 
like this oh, one, yeah. which which I thought told like a crazy story just by looking at it. Like it's clearly about like night terrors or whatever it is, but it's like there's three images of a of a girl like tossing in her sleep, and like there's like the main one that's flesh colored, but then you do your signature style where it's like they're sort of these blue ethereal versions of herself with different emotions. Yeah, this this is actually a study. This is meant to be a study for a larger piece because I have plans on doing a and this more of her. Actually, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's quite larger. Mm -hmm. So there's hands coming out, and it's even more. Um, um, except for the figure on the the left, you know, um, the figure on the left. There's a lot of emotion and energy there. There is the rest of it's fairly kind of quiet, I guess. Well, I mean, no. I don't know. There's <laughs> she has like these marks on her wrist, right? There. Like like bite marks or something. I'm kind of noticing it now. And then there's like this blue hand going across her neck, like whoa. Yeah, I like I like the tearing of the figure, honestly, and the the, the merging of you know it's like coming in and out of reality, mm -hmm. um, or you're fading out. And and that's yeah, I, I end up putting that that red in, just tying it into the shadow because I wanted her to sort of feel like she's, you know, she's. Her hands almost looks like it's coming out of her chest, like it's raising out of her chest, like she's made of some other material, you know. Mm. Uh, but or either that or she's falling apart. Well, it's yeah. almost like a like a dream state, almost like I imagine like this girl like just in this crazy state where she's tossing and turning and like dealing with these things in her sleep. Yeah, I used I used to I used to think that I don't know. This is probably thinking too much about it, but I used used to try and understand why I was doing because a lot of this I was just do I'm just doing you know I'm like again mm -hmm. I'm 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 plugged into Netflix or or podcasts and I'm just painting just really? like just get, you know get away from what I'm but when I sit back and try to analyze because art is intellectual right it's like you it's this is what we're doing we're talking about art we're thinking and so I've tr and and sometimes I get asked about my color like why the different um and Part of me thinks that um, the focal image, mm -hmm. I usually, I've been, I've played around with keeping that natural looking and then whatever you're not supposed to notice or is supposed to look similar to like a memory mm -hmm. or some or time passing, you know, something in the past or, yeah. or future, that's where I'll, I'll change the color or fade it out or, you know, somehow push it in the back. So like that, when you were just showing her face is more of a, quote normal skin tone mm -hmm. there's some warmth to it but then the ones around her are bluer and kind of faded out so yeah so yeah even that last one you showed the one prior her face was sort of painted normally but the one but the head come head coming out of the back of her neck was it would look weird if it was painted normal it'd just it, be like this horror film like this kind of like uh, it would but the fact that they faded it out and tied it into the background, it makes it look like, oh, that's like, it's not really there. It's kind of fake. I can see through it. Well, it's it's so cool. And it's like, it's so different than things that I've seen. Like, it's such a different way, like a different style of painting, which is why I love your work. Because it's, like, it's such like a different approach to it. Like, I, I don't really see that. It's not like a style I've really seen before. So when I saw it, it's why it's so sort of grabbing like when i saw it at super fine or when i saw it at the by thing i'm like damn i haven't seen this before like this feels like some next level shit thank you yeah i i part of you know you know as an artist i mean you're a photographer and you, you you probably surf the internet and you see people that are doing something similar to what you're doing mm -hmm. i know like i do i've seen a lot of double exposure paintings 
That's a that's a big. It's, isn't that, it's, isn't that funny how it happens when you're doing it? You also like, see no. everyone doing it. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, hopefully I bring something different to the table as far as like I'm trying to like ex- explore it, but in an, emo- in an emotional side, you know, or um, or an abstract kind of playing with the abstract, like um, in terms of the color and the. So so you're like you're pretty conscious of the of this sort of style being like the aesthetic right now. And like, it, is there, is there sort of a shift out of it at some point? Like, do you just sort of run it to the wheels come off? Like, what is, what does that look like? <laughs> like, do you, is there just a day when you wake yeah. up and you're just like, ah, I'm done with this shit. Let me just find a new style. Or is it just, is it like kind of how I said earlier, like those little tiny building blocks that kind of stack. Um, I've had, <clears throat> I've had uh, many moments in my career where I've just, just stopped. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm done. Um, and um, unfortunately, you, you are, you know, um, the internet does forget. <laughs> you know, they say that sometimes it doesn't forget. It, but, but I have work that I did 20 years ago that was so different than what I do now. Mm-hmm. And about, you could probably time it after like about six, seven years, my work changes. And sometimes it goes in a total different, totally different direction. So um, to get to your point, um, I don't know but I can imagine me just saying I'm done and just like, I'm going to do something different. Cause I, I used to do, um, um, I used to animate all, oh, these, whoa. all my paintings used to, if you go to my website and you go to the animation section, it shows, uh, probably, I probably have about 10 different animations on there. And, and I was only doing, um, oil painted animation. So, so I would do, uh, say 30 paintings and each painting would slightly shift. Um, and when you played it back, because I'd put it in a video processor, um, like Premiere, and I'd play it back, and you'd see the paint move off on the surface. Oh, wow. And so most of those were, um, though those were all self-portraits, actually. So, um, and so I, did, I got to the point where I was like, this is, I need to explore this in another, another way. Oh, like do something different. Like just try something else. Because, you know, looking at your work, it's so crazy to think about how your like someone's style could evolve in general. Like, like you said, playing it back over time, I'm sure you could find it if you just put all of them in, in a chronological order. Like, Oh, yeah. that makes sense. But then like when I, when I see that you've done like, Oh, let me pull this up. Come on, pop up. My computer's a freaking toaster, dude. <laughs> I swear I need a new computer. But like when I see that you've done stuff like this, like I have, I have no idea how you got to where you are now from, from doing this. Oh, you did find. <laughs> yeah, the Metal Man stuff, dude. That I love this. Dude, this yeah. shit is this like just triggers something about my inner man that I just really love this aesthetic, like this like this future world of fusing with machines and yeah. like dude, it's it's so sick looking. Yeah, yeah. I, um this is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I I worked I did this series um for probably about 6 years roughly. 5 or 6 years. Oh, wow. And, well, I'm just repeating myself and it's like, and it just, I, and I went through a, a man, it was hard. I was, I was, um, I was crying in the studio. Honestly, I'd go to the studio I had have no inspiration. I was, I was like totally depressed and distraught because wow. when you, when you do something for a certain amount of time, you feel really, really passionate about it, but then you reach a point where like, I, I need to move on. It's just like, it's like, it's like losing your religion, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, 
you start um, to question if you even love it anymore. It's like if this yeah. thing you love that you've been running into the ground. How did you how did you find yourself out of that? Did you kind of realize it was because you were doing the same thing all the time? Uh, that's it's it's so far away. I don't remember specifically. Oh, okay. Like it's long, long, but but I do know that um, that uh, it was mainly just my desire to want to do something new. So it was like, it's like, a, and, and how do I grow, you know, from here? Because this was so, um, stylistically, um, locked. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I had a hard time promoting this work actually. Cause it's, it remained in this sort of sci-fi genre. Oh, I can see that. And it was it, really, you know, and people who liked it, um, and I was still very early on in my career, but people who liked it were teenagers and you know, at the time or, or, no, or college yeah. kids. And it's like, how, how can I, I can't, I can't keep painting these paintings and holding on to them forever. <laughs> I've got to find people who are interested enough to buy them, you know, yeah, it, to rationalize at least on some level. That sounds really kind of lame. No, I mean, it's not lame because as a, you have to be making money and selling stuff yeah. as artists, but yeah, it's like, I can see that. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, cool I, or, still it's have, I still have all three of those paintings. Really? <laughs> Yeah. So, well, let me know if we, whenever you're cleaning house, I'll happily uh, <laughs> take some off your hands. I do. These are, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I really like these. Like there's something about them that just really tickles my inner boy. Just like, it's just so like this satisfying sort of future, like dystopia, like of this guy with his forehead on the ground and this like stuff leaking out of his forehead. Like, it's like, Whoa, it really makes you wonder. Like, I don't know. I have so many questions. It's, it just feels like you created a whole different world with these characters. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, that it's, yeah, you're totally right. It was like a lot of this was invent. A lot of this was invented. Like it just like the one on the lower right is totally out of my head. Really? Um, there was no figure. There were no hands. There were no, it was just like me. They, they, they were, they were hard to create because, um, the, the, the one on the top was a model posing mm -hmm. for me. And then I just added the, obviously we didn't have that sort of, stuff on her and then um the lower left one is actually one my first one of that series actually because this is where i was the lower left one was where i'd actually graduated from grad school mm -hmm. and all my work in grad school i thought looked like graduate work they were mm -hmm. they were of of the time and in that sort of culture um at gw and and so when i left i was like i took a page out of um Chuck Close. Chuck Close said that when he left grad school, <clears throat> which was all abstract expressionist, he's like, "How I'm going to do the exact opposite." He said. He said. <laughs> so he went. Um, he went no color and went large and went detailed. And I thought, okay, well, I'll get rid of all my color, and I'll just do black and white, <clears throat> and I'll. And so that's what I ended up doing because my my work before then was extremely colorful in grad school so this was my like rebellion against all my grad work i love that oh my i i i think i've chuck close chuck close oh okay i i've met chuck close oh have you he's in a wheelchair now right yeah 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 he's he does some really crazy photographic work now too um that's interesting. Yeah, I, I can't say I know much about Chuck Close, but I can imagine his, his rebellious attitude saying something like that. Well, he was say, saying that with when he went to school and it was abstract expressionist, even though you could paint anything, 
-hmm. you can put as you know you you can um you can paint any kind of shape or any kind of color you want he felt like he was doing the same painting over and over again and so when he went um the uh sort of hyper realistic um style after grad school is that he found that he was doing new marks like because he you know the the image was the inspiration so the image was like was forcing his hand to make marks that he wouldn't have normally made or choose oh. colors that he wouldn't have normally made which is kind of goes back to my photoshop thing it's like i use photoshop to kind of help me use colors that i wouldn't normally use or a way to help further my goals you know through abstraction and stuff that black those black and white work um that black and white work was um it's weird it's so so different than what i do today it is it's i but, would never imagine yeah. that you would arrive to where you are now after looking at some of this stuff but it, but it's uh but i still see as like a I still see um, the 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 rhythm, you know. It's like when you know instead of instead of hands, those are spikes that are going back in the space. Well, there's still this sort of line of this very emotive model and like gesture oh, of, of the form, you know, like like this one of, of I love how it's framed out here, like in front of someone's like nice little Virginia home right here like i just love like it's like virginia home with this like apothic like metal character like wreathing but like yeah. this looks so great it's like a, such a nice little like duality but like yeah the that angle and like the bat pose it i now i kind of start to put together the similarities of that in the work now just it's it's just changed without yeah. armor yeah if you if you look at the formatting um i also like playing with the formatting like the formatting is like it's it, the canvas is closing in on them and he's like bent in. Oh, shit. And so you, you go to the, that. yeah, and the metamorphosis one, which was really, which was like the first one you talked about, it was circle, a circle. And it's the same thing. It's like those hands are reaching out to the outer edge, but it's like, it's being constricted. So a lot of, I don't, I, I have no idea why I constrict the figures like this. This is just Whoa. a double, double one. It's like this armor is not, it's, the, it's, so it's like protective. It's also like straining. It's it's the it's the shape of the canvas itself yeah. is, oh whoa I never thought about it like that because I mean I forgot to ask you earlier it's like well, I noticed that you do a lot more circular stuff but I I didn't know that there was so much thought into the actual shape of the piece into yeah, yeah. the piece yeah that yeah I, I yeah I really look at the um at how the figure responds to the border yeah and I'm I'm hoping in the future not hoping I'm I'm going to at some point. Uh, maybe before I exhaust this style, I would like to actually start changing the the, the shape of the of the uh, uh, picture plane. So whether it whether it's sort of yeah, be jagged, more you know, yeah, more graffiti kind of effects, yeah, I, I, or potentially more curvature in them. You know, so these are these are all on aluminum. I, the wrong hand. Yeah, these are all on aluminum. So so I I can oh, use wow. a router to cut them out in sort of intricate shapes i just haven't hmm. I yeah just i've always i've always wondered i've always wanted to try to cut you off but i've always wondered why artists especially visual painter artists like yourself always refine yourself to a like a rectangle or a box or a circle sometimes and it's so rare to see different shapes yeah yeah it's it's a i don't know it's it's a lot of work right so i guess like, so right you can't really get that in the store yeah. <laughs> well, it's also a lot of mental work too. It's sort of like, I have to be, I don't know. I'm, uh, there's a certain, 
there's a, a bridge I have to pass or like there's a gap I have to pass in order to, um, I've seen other artists do it. And mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Murray, for example, is a, is a painter that I, that I look at. And her canvases, actually, I don't think she builds her own canvases, but her canvases are actually three-dimensional. Um, wow. and, and they will come out of the wall, like a, and sometimes they'll bend into the, into the gallery. That's these crazy. are like, these are canvases and stuff. And I've always been like, how can I do that? You know, it's like, what comes first is the, for me, the image, honestly, the image usually comes first, the model, mm-hmm. and then I play with it on Photoshop. But then the border is sort of like, um, pays homage to the image, or I try and enhance the image with the border. And I haven't, I haven't yet kind of played with that. I needed, I need to. It's it's a good conversation because I need to I need to remind myself that I that I've been Wait, wanting to do that. Yeah, it's like giving it yeah, like you're taking it off the two D plane and making it three D, giving like that depth. The way sometimes you'll see like an artist put like actual material mm-hmm. on or stick things out, like you said, like you're painting. Like, that's I don't know. It doesn't sound like painting's dead to me. It seems like there's plenty more to do. <laughs> yeah, and it, also the te- the technology. I mean, like like I said, this is these are on aluminum, so man, I keep doing this point in the wrong way. These are, these are on aluminum. So there's a freedom there. It's like, well, uh, as an artist, you, you really have to, I find, um, know your medium and, and be willing to either push it or, or give rationalize why you're using it. Like if I'm using aluminum, it's like, well, well, maybe there's more that it can offer. You know, it's like, instead of just leaving it a flat, you know, that could be a wood panel. It could have been done on linen. You know what I mean? It's like, so. Mm. That gives it a different kind of effect. It does. Texture yeah. too. I'm just, I'm just talking in mm-hmm. terms of the, like the border. Like since there's a freedom mm-hmm. that I can actually kind of change that. Yeah, that's got to be pretty nice. Have you, have you ever thought of doing other mediums? Like, for example, one of my favorite current artists is Daniel Arsham. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, he is like one of those celebrity artists where he does work with like Dior and he actually recently was the first artist outside of Japan to exclusively get rights to the Pokemon collection. And oh, wow. he, and he was a painter and he now does these kind of crazy sculptures. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I wonder if he has a workshop. Oh dude. Yeah. No, this guy has like a workshop with a bunch of minions that all wear like white lab yeah. coats and shit. Like, yeah, th- this guy is like, another level sort of artist like this yeah. dude is yeah definitely when you, in, when you get into like the blue chip artists mm-hmm. you know like they, they, they're called and you know like you know like blue chip stocks you've heard that term before yeah that's like the really expensive artist right like the sort yeah. of high tier i guess i don't know is that am i right or can you yeah that? yeah it's like the 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 sort of quickly becoming sort of like really popular and it's like it's it becomes an investment you know if you buy their work it's like an investment the blue blue chip artists um and like you said, it's like they're sort of higher tier. Um, I find that, I wonder, um, then you get into the, uh, the realm of, yeah, the workshop. And I, what's and the you, crossover then, there? Like, what's and then, and then you have like multiple, like, you have experts that can sculpt as well as paint. You know, you can have, I don't know, it's like, I don't have time to expand too much. Mm hmm outside of like because these take so many hours you know but um i don't know what's the process well like what's at what point does someone become like a blue chip artist become like 
uh, cause or become like Arsham? Like, at what, what, where is that shift where it goes from someone like you who's maybe at their like really sick looking home studio to having a full studio with assistants and like you said, like specialized sculptors and doing all these crazy collaborations? Like, what's the sort of separation there, at least in your mind? Um, good question. Because <laughs> I, I, I wonder, like, like how, like how would I get to that level? Yeah, like how do they do that? Like, is it just because they get recognized by famous people? Like, what what is that? I think it's um, uh, a number of things. And one, mm-hmm. one is uh, um, a broker or an agent, you know, that that is is uh, connected and that that uh, thinks they can uh, essentially place your work in certain collections. And once you're like in and placed in certain collections, it's sort of like it, it becomes like, oh, well, this is it validates. And then it's like, oh, I want my, that in my collection. I want I want I want one of those as well. And this is like um, there's a Netflix show. I can't remember off the top of my head. And it's really interesting. And it talks about that. Um, and, it, and it's the it's the art world and, and, and how um, how artwork is um, at that level. It becomes, like I said, placed like specific pieces are mm-hmm. are steered or advertised toward a certain collection. Oh, you, you're missing this artist, you know, you, you need to look at oh, this artist kind of thing. Like you need an art show, like you get to the point where collectors need to have a piece by you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, but um, I don't know, it's a, it's, it's definitely a totally different, I don't know how, I don't know how I would, you know, like in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, and you may not ever want to become that. It seems like a very specialized thing. The same way, like Dolly yeah. wanted to become super famous, or Basquiat wanted to become famous. People don't know if they they both want were chasing fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel Arsham maybe at some extent does because it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe that whole broker thing or like doing important things. But yeah, like what is that divide? Is it the celebrity backing? Is it the like name brand collabs? because he did a collab with Dior. Mm. If you do a collab with Dior, you've made it. Like if you do a collab oh. with the Pokemon company or you do a collab with Porsche, like you've made it. Like there's no questions there. But like, yeah. it, it, I think there's multiple ways these days. There, 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 it seems like there's a lot more ways of, of getting to that, not necessarily that level, mm-hmm. but become um, well-known in your, in your own right. You know, whether it's through, you know, YouTube videos, mm-hmm. you know, showing, showing what you do and being just honest about it in your studio or whatever, uh, becoming well-known that way. Like you said, collabs, I think that's, that's totally valid. Um, that seemed like a hack to kind of getting more eyes and attention yeah. and fame is collabing with people. Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> it's a, um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really, it's just, it's an interesting question. Like, you know, I've, I've been so, uh, I'm kind of a hermit when it comes to, like I just sort of, I do my thing and I'm like in this, and I do it the best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely not uh, at all um, like dreaming that just because I paint it, it's going to, you know, people are going to love it and, and it's going to be bought up by, by someone. Um, it's just, this is, it's all about the art. Mm-hmm. It always has been about the art. And I, and I don't really know if, if I would be okay with having a workshop if i end up if i end up becoming well known um, would you be comfortable i don't think i would be comfortable with it really it's, yeah so it's just that's just my that's just my 
Um, what if you couldn't control it? Like, I, I feel like that could, ha- would, that could easily happen to someone where you, you may not want it, but it, it could happen. Like you're just, yeah. it's like, you're, it's undeniable. It's like, it's, the shit's good. <laughs> so it's like, damn it. I didn't want all this fame, but now I have it. And now I have people DMing me to be my interns. And I have big brands offer me m- hundreds of thousands of dollars to do collapse. How could I say no? You know, it yeah. seems like such an easily, like an, it's like, it seems like a good thing, but it could also seem like a very slippery slope once you start going down it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're getting six figures for a painting, <clears throat> I mean, wouldn't you just hire someone to help you produce more so you can make even more? I mean, of course, I'd love to just do a concept sketch oh. and just all of a sudden, poof, it happens. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just wonder how much, at least for me, because, because my work is, is so tied to the process of me like exploring. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know where, where I would disappear. You know, like if I would disappear, it's like, oh, we're just, it just, I've seen that, you know, I've seen that painting now like <clears throat> 20 times, you know, after you get to some certain point. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I don't know, it might actually be interesting because I, I could expand on scale, you know, I could change, you know, I could work with more figures and, you know, I could have like a, you know, like a Rubens, you know, you got like, you know, like a hundred paint, a hundred figures in one painting, all like distorted. And I mean, I could see how that could be really interesting, you know, like, versus, versus my small little, like one figure that's been abstracted. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's something I've always There's wondered. Possibilities. That's someone, that's something I always wonder about painting as well as, is like why scale is so impressive. Like it's, it, it, I can't figure it out, but there's nothing more impressive than seeing those big ass paintings at the portrait gallery and yeah. sitting there and just taking them in as opposed to seeing something that's like eight by 12. Like I, there's something <laughs> that's just more impressive about stuff being bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like, it's your, um, it's sort of like you're absorbed into that world. Yeah. And, What's the and, biggest thing you've painted? Uh, probably seven foot by seven foot. Damn. Um, it's now rolled up in the basement, <laughs> but it's like, there's no, the market for, you know, the market for that. I don't think I ever showed it anywhere either. It just, it was great in the studio wall, but then, you know, getting it somewhere into a gallery to, uh-huh. to there was just <clears throat> at the time it, that was a, that was an old piece. It was like one of my metal men figures. Mm-hmm. So not only was that genre hard to break into a gallery, um, but the fact that it was, would take up so much space was made it harder. Ah. So, so I, so I, so, um, I, you know, and that was before social media. Oh man. Well, well it's almost like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, and actually I, I feel like I, I told myself this was wrong as it's about to come out of my mouth. But I'm going to let it come out of my mouth anyways. It's like, go for it. It's like the masterpieces, the quote unquote masterpieces tend to always be bigger. Like they always have like a, a not a seven by seven, but they always have like a bigness of scale. Like when, like for instance, when you think of the Mona Lisa, everyone's always surprised by how small it is, tiny, right? Yeah. Because you're already thinking it's this massive work, which is kind oh, of telling, like, right? It's, it's kind of telling, like even I did it. When I saw it at the Louvre, I was like, that's it. I was like, fuck, that's it. Like, like it's not even like three feet by three feet. It's like 11 by 11. You're sort of like, you know, it's, it's, it's like we equate, equate these things with scale, I don't know. I just find that so fascinating. That's like true. Same- I, I I thought you were coming at it the, the different angle. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You said all masterpieces are larger, and I thought the Mona Lisa. I was like, well, no, that's small. 
But then See? you said, well, it's because, but because you're saying, well, you just assume. Yeah, we, we do increase its size. Like a, that's, that's, that's totally true. That's, in, that's interesting. Even like thinking about people, right? When we think of someone big and powerful and we, in like, you always imagine them bigger than they actually are. Yeah. Right. Isn't that yeah. weird? Like that's what a true. weird human thing. <laughs> I've never thought of that before. <laughs> that's why I think my dick's enormous. No, <laughs> and that's why we're doing podcasts. Cause I can say shit like that. <laughs> is it famous? <laughs> It might be. I don't know. If it is, I'd like to know. Cut me a check, Pornhub. <laughs> I don't know. I got floating on around there. But um, but like going back to like, you know, digressed into like the what the blue chip sort of idea. In my mind, it almost makes me wonder if there is this sort of moment that put them on the map. Like like if Daniel Arsham had. Oh like that one gallery ex exhibition or like that one piece or that one thing that sort of just like exploded him. Yeah. I guess you'd have to ask. <laughs> ask I, him. I, trust maybe. me. I'd, I, I'd love to ask him, but maybe I'm being romantic about the notion of, you know, of, of getting to that next sort of plateau of artist clout. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is a uh, accident. It's gotta be like, just a fate, you know, it's like a, a, you know, a certain, a person that sees the, sees the work like person and maybe meets you and be like, um, some, sometimes the, um, I feel like at least with, um, at least with investors, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't they sort of invest in the person? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the idea, but it's also, it's like, well, I like their idea, but, but man, they're they're That person's a go-getter, you know, they're, they're independent, you know, they're really passionate. So maybe he's also very like, you know, you meet him and, and maybe he's like very, Oh, you know, I he's see with it. He's very passionate. He's like, Oh, well, you know, he's going to be around for a long time. I see what you're saying. Like they got that awesome. aura of greatness around them. Like you just kind of meet those people. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if you didn't have a broker sort of clamoring to take, like, I feel like they all probably say the same shit. I'm going to take you to the next level. <laughs> I mean, but I imagine you have those conversations all the time. That's why you're probably laughing at it. Like, I imagine you, you probably have no, those just your, vo your vo just your voice. It was just kind of funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, that was the, that was the agent voice. That is the agent Thank voice. You, the next level. Yeah, that's exactly how they do it. I swear, <laughs> dude. I, I've, I've, uh, um, I've never been approached, honestly, mm -hmm. by, by, a, um, I, I've been a, approached by galleries, but, but never like a, an agent. Oh, um, so someone who's, um, I suppose if I were in New York and I was showing more in New York and, and because you're in New York, you're, you're also friends with other artists in that area. That really does help. Honestly, I think location, um, would probably assist in that because mm -hmm. artists can help each other. You know, I guess it could be cutthroat and you can not help another artist, <laughs> but, but I imagine it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, have you heard of this artist? Oh, he just, he has a studio right down the street. You know, you should check him out. Okay. Oh yeah. And then they, then they do a collab and it's like, oh, they put him on. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of that. I don't know, man. I think you could do, I'll be completely honest dude. Like every time I've seen your stuff, it feels different than everything else I'm looking at. Like, I honestly think if you were like to go for it, you could like honestly make that sort of clout move up. But you said you don't want to, so I don't know what to tell you. Oh well, no, it's like it's. Oh, I wouldn't mind, but, <laughs> but, but it's 
but as far as like um, giving up the the actual me doing it all, mm-hmm. you know, which I think that's like that's a level that that I don't know. It, it, it's sort of like is it is that's a conversation, a big conversation as far as like what what is art? Mm. You know, is it is it the image itself or is it the object itself? Is it the is it is it uh, you know for example prints? Mm-hmm. You know, if you you know when a person buys a print you know, and it's a, it's a reproduction of the actual painting. Is that art? It's just a reproduction of, you know, or is the, when I'm talking in terms of a painting, mm-hmm. you know, is it, is the painting the art or is the, you know, there's, there's like a, and I sort of wonder, um, depends on how much, um, you know, like if, if I have a workshop and I had someone, some pe- other people painting it, it almost feels like it would be like a manual print, you know, it's like a, Oh, and I don't know. Like, I'd is, it, is a, it yours at that point? Like, if you right, if you didn't right. do like ninety nine or one hundred percent of it, like, can you really claim if this is your piece of art? Same with the print, right? You're saying because it's not the original. Like, is this really that piece of art? Right. I mean, it's this, it's. I suppose it's a subset. Mm-hmm. And I and I and um, I don't know. I I may be in the minority, but but uh, when you know, if, if if I were to buy a piece of art. I would want to know that they 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 created it, that they it, that they painted it, not mm-hmm. from an assistant. Well, it definitely so, feels different. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's been in the art world forever. You know, it's like you go to the National Gallery and it'll say from the workshop of you know. So oh, interesting! And, like it'll say from art, the workshop, huh? Yeah, and and and, and um, so not always, but some you know sometimes it'll say that or or. Um, Artwork was, uh, you know, it might, it was a guild. You learn from the master, you know, it's like, that's how you would learn, mm-hmm. right? You'd have the master and that was their workshop. And then you had all your underlings <clears throat> and they were painting. And if it was good enough, then, you know, they would sign it and it would be come from that workshop. Oh, and so, interesting. And so that, that sort of validated that it was a high quality piece of artwork because it came from the workshop of, does that make sense? It's so think of it as a craft, really. Well, it's like a it's like a finer print. If you have a hand painted print, but it's even if it wasn't signed, it still feels like you own that piece, but you don't. Oh well, I'm talking about not prints necessarily. I'm talking. Oh, okay. You're talking like originals. Yeah, I was talking about like the workshop of you know, like say, um, you go, you see. Uh, I mean, just talk about Rubens, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. He didn't, they're, they're massive pieces. He didn't paint them all on his own, you know, but it came from, from his uh, workshop. So. Oh, that, that's a weird question right there, right? Like, did he really even paint that? Like, it's just someone copying his style. I'm no, I'm sure that he probably, I'm sure he probably did, mm-hmm. but, but you don't, no one really knows how much, um, how much of an art, you know, if you're working on these grand pieces, you know, how much, um, what percentage. Yeah. I mean, I imagine when you get to that sort of level of like blue chip artists, you, you can, you could only do so much by yourself. So you have to give up some control and that's, it comes down to a pure personal thing is how much do you really want to give up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have to, um, if you have a commission from, you know, the church, you know, or the pieces going to the cathedral, it's like, you've got to get that you know, but you also have, a backlog of, you know, wealthy, um, wealthy patrons that also want a piece. 
um, then you're going to, you know, and there, there are people that want to learn how to paint in your style or learn the craft um, and potentially get good enough where they can start their own, mm. um, their own uh, workshop. Did you ever, did you ever have a mentor that kind of taught you like that? Like, did you ever work for someone like that? No, no. I actually wanted to when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, uh, when I was doing those metal man, uh, paintings, I actually did have an intern. Um, but, but, um, she's, she helped me organize. It was more like a, and helped me market and, Mm -hmm. and helped me build, build canvases. And then she, she asked if I could give her a demo. And so I gave her a demo you know, of how I painted certain things and stuff. So she never painted on my work, but it was more like a sort of a, a Jamie, I guess. <laughs> so what comes to your mind when you think of like masterpieces? Masterpieces? Yeah. Um, is that just a dirty word in the art world? It, it is probably, I suppose. <laughs> right? Like, is, is that just like a cheesy? Is it, yeah, right. All, is that just like a cheesy, word, easy thing to slap on things? Like... Uh, I guess so. I mean, it's, I've had students ask me in the past is like, what makes that a mat? What, you know, I've shown Rembrandt in a drawing class, for example, and I had a student ask me in the middle of classes, like what makes this, his work so great? It's a good question. You know, what, why is his work considered an old master, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it, it's interesting. It's like, that's <clears throat> that, um, I'm not an art historian. <laughs> I'd actually say mo- I'm more of a technician. Mm-hmm. that that i know the ins and outs of the actual material itself so i have to i have to preface with that um for me the master masterpiece um is is going to be different than like an art historian that knows the exact like place and time when that piece was painted yeah. and its effects on like the timeline as far uh, as like what came after and how influential or how different mm-hmm. the piece was you know um like Jado, for example, um, using his perspective, he's considered a master because of his use of perspective at the time was like, no one was able to do that. Well, so like, it was like, well, like the Mona Lisa, why is that a masterpiece? Yeah. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> like did that, did that shift culture or something like, like it, can you, can an art historian go back and say when the Mona Lisa was painted, he changed the future conceptions of art like is that why it is or is it this is the yeah. first you know i can't specifically talk about the mona lisa honestly because i i don't know i don't know i mean there are a lot of artists that are famous that i and i still don't i under i understand art historically why mm-hmm. but i don't really agree mm-hmm. you know and in that or not agree but I just don't lift them up so um so high i guess so I guess Mona Lisa is probably one of one of the pieces. So it's just it's it's a uh, um, right. What what a, what a what a funny piece. It's not as big as you think it is. It's not as impressive as you think it is. Yet <laughs> it's a freaking masterpiece and has an entire room to itself at the Louvre, which is insane. Yeah. Because yeah. have you been to the Louvre? Mm-mm. I dude, haven't. I, I haven't got, been to France. You got to make that trip, dude. The Louvre, like, completely poops on anything we got here in DC, dude. Like, it's just. I'm sure like three stories high just in like enormous gold framed original paintings you're just like what in the world like it's so nuts um but something something that's interesting about you is you, you kind of brought up a few times is that you actually teach students which is 
surprising. Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, I guess. I mean, I, 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 if I was listening to this conversation, I'd be like, I'd be like, wait a minute, this guy isn't just some crazy, like, awesome. I mean, you are, but like, just, he isn't like some like real full time artist. Like, you also oh, teach, yeah. which is like a normal job. It's kind of it's 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 interesting. Yeah, yeah, I teach at uh, Georgetown University. I used to teach at the Art League also. Mm-hmm. I was an adjunct professor, which adjunct is uh, part time. Mm-hmm. So I was a I was an adjunct. Uh, professor for like 15 years i think mm-hmm. so just a grind you know teaching at one point i taught six classes a week and so very little time to paint burning the candle at both ends you know it's like yeah painting until three in the morning and then getting up with five hours of sleep and then going to teach kind of thing just to just to sort of get by it's a lot of painting so it's a it's a yeah, it's it's it was um i feel fortunate to honestly to to teach at Georgetown because a lot of people and you know, a lot of artists that are doing both this and teaching are doing that grind that I was doing, you know, and some are 30 years or their whole career just teaching uh, part-time to try and, you know, and, and when you do, you have to, it, you have to teach a lot. So, so this ends up being sacrificed, the art itself. Right. It, it's such like a weird conversation. It's like with, without teaching, would you be a starving artist? But with teaching, exactly. it's kind of like, well, now you have the ability to paint whatever you want. Yeah. Which yeah, is that's, nice. I know. That was when I, that, that video I posted on Instagram where I, um, sorry, anyway. where I, um, where I s- said I, I, I uh, teach so I can do mm-hmm. because the phrase is, what's that phrase? It's like, um, if those that can't do teach. Yeah. So it's like, you got. You got to finish. Well, you, you got to finish that phrase. Those who can't do teach, and those who can't teach teach gym. <laughs> no, that's right. I'm, you added that, didn't you? School of Rock. Jack Black. School of Rock. School of Rock. Oh, yeah, School of Rock. <laughs> it's a scene when he goes into the cafeteria for the first time, and and he just, and he kind of says it in front of the gym teacher. As I'll never forget that movie or that quote. Oh, so it's good. been so long since so I've seen that. I forgot. I forgot. I need that. to watch that again. You know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch that one these nights. Probably this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. So I I I've always thought of this as I I teach so that I can have the freedom. Mm. But if if but I suppose if you get to the point of being the blue chip artist, maybe you then have the freedom, right? It's sort of like well, you're still kind of teaching, right? All the minions. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You do. You want you want you know you're guiding them or teaching them. I know I I've always. Um, I don't know. I, I've always been really interested in, in the craft side mm. of painting. And even uh, my, my father is, uh, used to be a carpenter and, uh, and he was always good with his hands. And, and I think I learned some of that from him um, mm. as far as like being able to just being dexterous and being able to manipulate things in space. And he happens to work in 3d, but I work flat. And so I was always good at, um, even in school, like when a, when a professor asked for a certain project, I could kind of channel that and just like, and like a chameleon, just like I, I can do whatever they would want, you know, mm-hmm. to get, to get a good grade, quote, good grade. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I've always liked the nuts and bolts side. Um, but to get with the, the teaching, that's, you know, I, I, that's kind of how I teach. It's so it's like, you know, how to paint. Um, in different and actually honestly in different styles 
Well, do you ever so, feel like you're sitting there teaching them one thing, but you don't agree with it? Like, that's something that I would wonder is like, if you're sitting there teaching like out of a textbook, but then you're like, well, in actuality, you don't really want to do that. That like, <laughs> like, do you, do you find yourself at war with that? Not really. Oh. I don't teach, I guess I don't teach what I don't agree with, I guess. Oh. Oh, I didn't know if you actually teaching have like a textbook or what was going on. No, we, we have the, we kind of have the freedom. We're, we're, we're we, I guess, teach our expertise. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing is, is um, I, my philosophy is uh, with teaching is, is I want the student to be inspired to create when they're, when they're done. So I, they're not really learning my technique. They're learning. Um, it's usually it's a conversation with, with the person and seeing what they're doing and, and asking the the important question of what they're trying to do, and then uh -huh. I can help them get to that level of what they're sort of like a coach. Okay. Because I mean, everyone's different, and some people some people want to paint, um, some people want to paint uh, really realistically, and some people want to paint loosely and more abstract, and some people want to use a lot of paint, some people want to use thin thin amount of paint. I mean, there's a certain level of mastery that at Georgetown that we're, I mean, that's the word we use is mastery. Mastery that we want people, yeah, that we want people to have so that they can reach yeah. the next level. I'll go from painting one to painting two to painting three. But, um, but if you were to see my class, like a, at the end of the semester, everyone is painting something totally different. It's like, oh, that's so the, cool. The style, the technique. So, um, it's different kinds of schools, like the, the academies, like the figurative academies. A lot of times they're, they're learning a certain, um, style. So are you like helping them find their voice? Are you helping them yeah. sort of, okay, so you have, like, it's it. not necessarily like painting 202 how to shade and like color wheel, but it's more so like, let's make you the painter that you want that you should be kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's ah. it. I mean, <clears throat> we'll, we'll, Sounds amazing. I mean, there's only so many things you can cover. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, I'll give demonstrations or, or talk about specific artists that sort of kind of help guide them. Like, like look at this artist or, you know, and ref reference, you know, what's quote a good, you know, good painting, <laughs> a successful painting. But so try and influence that way, but, um, and call them out if it's like, it's just done, you know, not so well, you know, it's just like, well, you need to, you know, give a whole bullet list of things to fix. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a difference between like a college kind of art class and like a high school art class. Yeah. You know, the college is a little more free form. Your teacher's skilled. He's not some like, like, I think the cool part is like, you're not some like flunked out wannabe artist. You know, you're actually doing the, the shit you teach. And so the kids probably feel better. They're like, oh yeah, like this guy's actually exhibiting. His work's actually really good. Like, I'll listen to him. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would think. Because like, I, I can't say, when I went to school, I went to school for like uh, audio engineering and my teacher was a, was a loser. Yeah. I was like, I don't care what this guy says. I was like, I was like, this guy, he doesn't have any hits. He doesn't have no gold <laughs> records. I don't, if he's going to tell me to mix my low end like this, I get it, but yeah. I don't care. He, he yeah. There's a, show. there's a line there, isn't it? And students know, right. I mean, you, you're talking, you know, students know what, whether you know what you, you know, what you're talking about. I mean, I, I remember in undergrad, the same thing. It's like, um, there's some professors that were really good, but I was like, I can't find any, I don't know. Do they still do their work? Do their work anymore? You know, it's like right? my drawing professor. I was like, that was one of the things that was being, you know, all the students would ask, like, have you ever seen his drawings? No, I've never <laughs> seen his drawings. Does he ever give demos? No, he never gives demos. So it's like, you wouldn't, but he was great at like critiquing and 
telling you what you needed to change. So it's like this weird, like, you know, Yeah. so I don't know. It's important. I know, I know at, at Georgetown, it's important to, they, they consider themselves like they, they talk about them as being a research college. Mm. And so, so That's a nice school, man, that Georgetown's the people, if you got, if you're listening, you don't know or watching Georgetown's a nice ass school. It looks like Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, and this is, this is my research. My wife thinks it's funny that I call this my research, but that's, that's what it is. Like, it's not like a, a scientific lab, you know, where we're re- researching, like studying the virus or anything like that. But, but this is in terms of the art, your art career as a, as a painting professor, they classify your painting as your research. Interesting. And, and so, so if, if I'm not doing my research and that makes sense, then, then students aren't going to, you know, they're not going to know that I'm actually out there. You know, yeah, you want to know your teachers it. on the cutting edge, and and from what right. I from what I've seen, you've been doing online art classes too, like because this whole Corona shit, and like you've yeah. been having to teach online. What's that like? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's 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 a challenge. That seems terrible, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was hard because the um, we we were given like I feel like it was two to maybe four days because we were during we were it was during spring break where we were given the news, no one's coming back. Oh no. Jeez. So how do I change this real space, you know, mm-hmm. class into an online class? So, so I had to rewrite and I don't know, just learn on the fly. So, I mean, I, I thought I did okay. I, hopefully my students thought I did all right, <laughs> but it was like, it was definitely uh, took a lot longer because, uh, and I feel like you're missing so much. It's like a virtual art fair it, it, or a virtual art show. It's like you can't get up close and see your hand moving and see like the mixing yeah. of the stuff. You kind of have this like shitty Zoom call call quality <laughs> to you yeah. painting. You're just sort of like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm paying all this Georgetown money for this shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's the concern. I think around all, you know, all universities right now are students going to come back. Yeah. And it's like, are they just going to sit out a year? Are they just going to sit out a month? Or it's like, what? No one really knows yet. We won't know till the fall, you know. And this is I'm and I'm not talking about Georgetown. I'm talking about like everyone, you know. It's like I mean, I know a lot of college kids who are who are gonna sit out for a year because they feel like they're it's not worth it to go yeah. to school and, and and have it all be online. It defeats it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, with with uh <clears throat> yeah, with my class it, everything ended up just um slowing down a lot. Mm. Um slowing down and 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 working smaller. And um, one, a lot of one-on-ones, like what we're doing right now, it's like, a, you know, instead of you bringing up my work, you would bring up your work and, and then, and I would look at it and I would, you know, annotate and, you know, make some, cause on zoom, you can actually make little marks. I don't know if you can know that, but you can, oh, actually, you can draw over the top of the image a little bit. I would, I would attempt it, but like I said, my computer's a yeah. toaster and it would probably just <laughs> It it wouldn't it wouldn't end up well on the final recording. Yeah, but you can you can like you can point at certain things. But you're right, you don't really see the surface. It's like and it's all based on whether their cell phone takes a good enough image. And there there are some caveats there. So have you been? But, have you found yourself being more productive with all this time off, like all this Corona stuff? No. Did you make your masterpiece during this time? Yeah, I'm. I'm. My current work is always my masterpiece, right? Oh, excuse say. me. Yeah, I mean, I, I should have said when this podcast was started, it's all masterpieces, all hits. This man's like all bangers. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, no, actually, I, I've I've been I've had I've struggled. 
so oh, wow. it's it's been it's been it's been hard because uh of the um just the mental space I feel mm-hmm. like i don't have the mental space that that or the bandwidth you know what i mean it's like there's so much being we're being inundated with and it's hard for again i tell you like my process is, is escape i've got to escape in some way whether it's a i'll reference it again like netflix or or a podcast or something like that where i can escape a little bit and then forget that the world is what it is in paint um so um so i've yeah i've, I've had a hard time it's it's uh i've been doing little things mm-hmm. to just keep me um like i said just show up you know i'll show up i'll come into my studio and hopefully i'll be productive mm-hmm. um but I mean, last night or two nights ago, I finally got into this, into this guy. It should be done by now. Oh, wow. So, I mean, from here, it looks crazy, but I can't tell. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little blurry thing right now. But um, it, most, of, most of it has to be repainted because <clears throat> most of my paintings require about three layers. Um, and this one, this one over here or there, um, I have yet to put color in it. That's, that's sort of the underpainting. Oh, I see. It's kind of like white with the red and like those earthy tones. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I was hope I was hoping that those, those would all be finished, you know? So, and, uh, but it's interesting. You mentioned like, when, when are you going to be, you know, when, as far as you talk, you asked about exhausting mm-hmm. a certain style and I, and I'm getting to the point, like I'm at that sort of six year point. <laughs> really? I'm one, you know, I'm wondering, I'm just like, yeah, what's my? I have no plans for my next project, so I'm just like finishing up old work. I'm like, what am I gonna do next? So, do you do you sort of market by like this is for my next exhibition, or is it just like this is? I need a new thing. It's it's that I need a new uh, thing. It's it's uh, I don't I don't paint for an exhibition. Some some artists I know paint. They'll get they'll propose an exhibition and then they'll do the artwork for the exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly producing. So, um, my work takes a long time. So, um, so, you know, it's a long piece, time. Like how long this, is that piece can take? Uh, this is, uh, probably, um, about at this point, it's been like four months, but what? yeah, what? but, but in a, the real world, like if this had been normal, mm-hmm. it would have taken me probably a month and a half or so. And that's because you have to wait for certain layers to dry or the inspiration. Like, like you couldn't do it. Could you do it all in one day if you really wanted to? No, no. Part of it is the drying, mm. but um, a lot of it just is, it's a time sink. Cause ah. if, when you look at my work in person, it's like, it's, you know, there's a lot going on in there. And so, like, and so in a, in a painting, I might only paint like this much that day, Oh, Jesus. you know, and then, and I have to go over it, let it dry, go over it let it dry, go back over it um, multiple times. And that takes, yeah. The reason why I go over it is, is because you change one thing and it affects another. Mm. You know, it's like you, I paint on, like, like I just painted on the green part down here. Mm-hmm. And now it makes this area look awful. Mm. So I'm like, well, <laughs> do I just, do I paint out what I just did? Or do I repaint this? And so I have to repaint that. See, and, then, that, and then when that, I repaint this, it's going to make this look different. <laughs> so I have to re- So it's sort of like, it's all like a juggling act. And it's like one thing affects another, affects another. And, and so that takes time. It's so interesting how slow painting is. Like you can't do that with photography. Like you can't just start a photo and end it. Like you have to get it there. Like maybe yeah. if you're thinking about editing, but the editing is just sort of some extra sauce. That's not the actual photo. But like 
it's so interesting that you could sort of paint a section, go back, paint over it, go like it, it, it's almost like knowing when it's done. I feel like if that was me, I would be perpetually painting one piece. I'd never finish. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's always the question. Like, when am I done? Right. You know, I've, I had a student once at the art league that painted on this painting, I think for five years. Oh my God. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> It was a known, it was maybe even longer than that. It was a known, it was a known thing. And once he finally finished, we were all set celebrating at the end. It was like, yes, he's done. Oh my gosh. You know, cause, cause at the art league, I would teach the, the same class. I taught there for, you know, like 15 years or so. And, and it would, I had some students that would take the same class over and over and over again. And so that painting, you know, I saw it from day one till the end. What's so, the art league? Is that like a, what is that? Oh, it's in old town, Alexandria. Um, okay. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of tied to the torpedo factory. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know the, the old mm -hmm. the yeah. factory down there. I've, I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's mostly in an annex building, not, not in the torpedo factory. It's somewhere else, but it's, yeah, it, they teach uh, adult classes there. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I've been in that building and looked at some of the artists in there. I was just sort of like, eh. but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Kind of seemed, yeah. like, kind of like a retirement home if you ask me, but like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that um, I was. Yeah, I was asked by um, a long time ago by a person that was like running the galleries, the the studios there. Said, "Why don't you apply?" And I, and I and and I told her at the time. Um, and part of it was that what you're saying. Well, but yeah, it, it just kind of seems like a bunch of like old, uh, smelly, uninspired <laughs> artists. I hate to say it, but like, but like I I've been in there. I was just sort of like. This seems like where artists come to die. Uh, I don't know about this. My, my issue at the time was uh, that they were galleries instead of studios, and I needed studio space. And I was like, "Yes, it was." And I, was yeah. like, and I thought, "Well, these are quote studios, and I know some artists will use it as their studio, but mm -hmm. not only do you have to be open for the public, so the public and they they have the glass walls, right? It's like you can see inside. Yeah. So there's like no privacy, but also." Because you have to be open to the public, it ends up they end up being gallery spaces, and so it does look less active, you know. And I thought, well, I I need an actual space to paint, you know, and I need to yeah. be able to shut the door and yeah, and just like close off from the world and just fuck some shit up sometimes, yeah. just do stuff like it, it'd be so annoying if every time you wanted to go paint, you have like a tourist mob walking by your glass windowed yeah. like gallery. It, it just feels like uh, a shopping mall of like little galleries and yeah. it's, it doesn't actually feel like studios it just kind of feels like where people sell stuff. Like it's not like a studio. You could just throw paint at a wall and like, ah, forget about it. Yeah. It's, it's hard though. Like a place like that, like, you know, you're, you're, they're trying to do outreach. It's like, they're trying to get the public and it kind of, it sort of was the anchor because old town was like, was crime ridden and it was really bad um for a for a long time and then of course the artists came in and and fixed up the torpedo factory and and then started you know and it was it was it was actually it's a very uh um laudable thing you know it's like they they sort of create the created the buzz and got businesses to them to come back and but then at the same time it's like so they're trying to keep that air but but how do you still remain um let the artists do their own thing you know it's like to be creative right because if you if it's just like a if it's a, a glass house you know right. and it's just like a mall sort well, of situation. well then it starts to feel weird it's like now you're yeah. just sort of using the artist for the artist's look like now it's just sort of like yeah come on in here look look guys we have a giant 
art gallery full of artists. Like it, it's we're so hip and on the water. Like come to Old Town Alexandria. <laughs> it's like mm, I get yeah. it. Maybe you missed a little bit. Yeah, I th- I think it's just a matter of times change, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like they, they probably have to reconfigure and figure out in this how to how to modify that. So I don't know. Right. It's so nice that like people you can't even walk in there now, I bet. It's just everything's the ghost of a shell at what it used to be, right? Like it's so yeah. weird. Now I even think about it, like it just hit me. It's like, wait, you can't even walk in there now. It's like it's, it's so closed weird. off. Yeah. Right? Old town though. I went I went there a couple weeks ago and it was busy. Really? Like, yeah, they closed the King Street. They closed the main street. King Street's the main street. And and um, they put all they put a bunch of tables and chairs, and so so all the restaurants you can actually go out in the street and and sit. So it's it's like yeah. you walk there, and it's like a it's it's like a, I mean this there's there's no social distancing really. Well, they're doing that in D.C. like down yeah, in I Adams Morgan. They're they're shutting off that section of 18th Street, which I think is long overdue. I think that's so cool because the businesses mm-hmm. need it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. It's mm-hmm. just kind of funny. It's sort of like this. It's this, this sort of, it's very ironic, isn't it? It's like, it's the social distance, unless you're either going out to eat in the street or you're protesting, you don't have to, you know, it's like, this is yeah. like, so yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to get drunk or change the world, please go out. But like, it, <laughs> and, right. if you're not doing one of those things, please six feet apart, six feet apart. It's like, bro, you know, you know, I, I tried to go to the gym yesterday for the first time in like months. It was such bullshit. They tried to tell me, I had to work out in a gym that I'm paying a stupid amount of money for monthly. I had to wear plastic gloves and a mask. So I'm sitting there trying to bench press and with and I and I took it off. I, I'm bench pressing with gloves and a mask. And I'm like, I feel like a prisoner. Yeah, that is that's weird. It was I mean, so we- weird. Yeah. I mean, I saw that article where um wasn't it uh um what's his name? Um I'll be back. What's Joe Schwarzenegger. Uh, sorry. That didn't he he say something like uh, he didn't go to his gym, he won't go to his gym because people aren't wearing masks. I think I read that article. Yeah, but he's 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 an old man. Of course, he right. might actually die if he gets coronavirus, but like uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm so I'm mixed about it because it's at what point do we just say, okay, it's done. People have been gathering for long enough. It's like how are you going to cut off a block and then tell us to have a block party, but then I can't have an art show or I I can't you know, I, I can't go work out in peace. You know, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I don't have any answers. I don't know. But, but I think, I, I think early, early on, I was thinking, you know, obviously you can't close down things forever. And at some point you, you just have to get back to life. Right. You know, but, um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if the, I don't know if the answer is to, um, just, we're, are we going to always be wearing masks from now on? Or oh my god, I hope or, not, dude. Or is it just the 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 people who are high risk are the ones that should quarantine instead of you know do the flip side instead of everyone? Just if you're high risk, then you essentially reduce your activity, but not I, everyone. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're old, you know, you probably want to wear a jacket when you go out into the cold. You know, if if you got if you got the flu, stay your ass inside. Like if you're worried about germs, stay your ass inside. Like let that be someone's choice, you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just weird. Cause it's, it's just been impacting such stuff for no, for so long. But I think the positives, I think the positives are 
I think there is a greater appreciation for art now, especially considering like everything going on. I think people are seeing art as more of importance. Like art has been filling in people's downtime, like whether it's movies or, or photo art or paintings or whatever it is, art has been in, informing people of all the injustices going on mm. right now. Uh, you know, like, oh my God, that sounds bad the way I just did that. That, that was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> didn't mean it like that, guys, but you know you what I'm the, saying. With air yeah, like, like injustices, like <laughs> I didn't believe it. Like, no, there's bad, <laughs> there's bad stuff going on. Jesus, before the horde comes after me. No, there's bad stuff. But like art has been the communication vehicle for a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, um, it, it's, it's a weird irony in my, you know, just the fact that I, I've had a found myself like it's been hard to produce, mm. you know, where, where I've, I've had uh, students say that they've um, continued painting. I'm like, wow. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad for them. It's like, I wish, I wish I was uh, as productive or, or, you know, anyway, anyway, but yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, I go through my Instagram feed and, and see a lot more, um, I guess, uh, uh, what's the word, um, uh, connection in regards to like the injust, like you say, the in injustices. <laughs> no, we did more, more, um, um, camaraderie in, in regards to that, I think. Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I'm, I feel like I just see so much with it. I'm so inundated with it. Like I get it. I know it. I know what's going on, guys. I get it. You don't gotta tell me a thousand times in a hundred different graphically designed ways. It, it's it's just made Instagram uninspiring for me. Mm -hmm. Like as as much as I've unfollowed people that don't post stuff that's in, like inspiring to me, those people are now posting all that other stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, like damn it. Like, can I just not deal with Corona or or mm. all the crazy stuff going on in the world for once? And people probably are mad that I even said that I don't want to deal with it right now. Sometimes I just want to escape and be inspired. It's like. We're going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And, you know, I'm sure some great artist is going to churn out of this, but like, I don't know. I think that's healthy. Honestly, it's like, you can't be totally jacked in 24 seven. And, and just like, you've got to get, a, you've got to get away just for, just to, just to relax. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, I, and sometimes, you know, these social media can be just the exact opposite, you know, it can just, you know, uh, I don't, I, I stay away from Twitter. I don't, I have a Twitter oh account. Oh my god! I have a Twitter account, but I never post on Twitter because it's always it was always very. It's just like I don't want to go there, you know. It's like um, because it's sort of it's not only like it's sort of a editing what you see, you know, editing what you you read or hear, you know. It's mm -hmm. just like I just I I can't. Um, and and I I totally get it. Instagram is has a sim, you know, today it's like when you swipe through, it's just like. It's, you know, it is there, depending on who you favorite, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're inundated or not. Um, but, but yeah, I've seen artists that have, have changed what they're painting because of what is going on now. And I'm like, hmm, I think, you know, and, and I technically, I mean, honestly, I don't think I'll be changing what I'm doing based on. Yeah, that is that is peculiar. The way all of a sudden every artist is now like an activist. Like that's kind of become the new sort of like acceptable ways to be an artist. Like there was like a a week when other protests happened, which I get it where you know, if you posted anything that wasn't related to Black Lives Matter, it was like what are you doing? You know, like you would be demonized for it, which is nuts. 
like and they would think that means you didn't care it's like no 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 i just didn't want to do that but okay i get it it makes sense and after that week people got back to normal but now it seems like this new norm of like art activism being the thing like to do or almost like an easy horse to ride to art success yeah there is like a a, it's it's easy it's easy in a i mean even an email you can get triggered right it's like (laughs) you put because you put a period instead of exclamation point on it you know it's like were you really interested or not yeah right and so i i totally i totally get it with uh with the instagram i i actually kind of just pulled back Mm. and just sort of like just observed and just and and um and just didn't sort of didn't want to get in the way. I never really thought my work was political at all. So, so I never really um, have pushed that angle. And so that's actually one other reason why I did pull back. It's like, I didn't want to tie my work to anything external. Um, yeah. And there could be as positive and as well get as that could be. I think there could be, might be a drawback where you might be seen as a political only artist. Yeah. And I, and, and it wasn't necessarily for me, like to, I was afraid of being late, you know, concerned with being labeled that way. It's just, it's just that, uh, um, my work, I want it to be seen as many different things. You're right. Mm. It's like, I guess I'm maybe it's the same concern. It's just like, you know, a person from one culture seeing my pieces as one thing versus another culture around the world, seeing as a, a whole different, you know, you bring your own personal experience to it. Yeah, well, it, it's it's kind of like that weird dilemma where it's like if 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 Scott Hutchison was doing everything he's doing now, but then all of a sudden he decides to start painting like Black Lives Matter content driven stuff, but but then coincidentally now he's receiving all these grants and all these funds, and everyone's buying his artwork because of that. At what point are we exploiting a cause versus actually being an artist? You know, I don't know. I just think. And it's and it's really weird to watch me even talk about and tread on, right? Because no one wants to talk about this. But like, you know, it's it's very easy to do activism art right now and and be successful as opposed to be original. Hmm. I guess I don't. I don't. I guess I don't experience it because I don't. I haven't. I haven't gone that way. So I, yeah, I don't so know. I, so I, I don't just, know how easy it is to then become successful. Um, maybe, you know. You, you could be, you could be right. I just feel, I feel like art is hard to be successful no matter what. So I'll just tell, I'll just one word of, of, of advice is like, is it to, from like one artist to another is to, try not to fo- follow any kind of fad. Just mm. be yourself. And, um, and cause one, I'm not saying black lives matter is a fad, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying in general, like, um, <clears throat> because what is, what is popular now will, will fade and with time and, and, and and it will be of its time and it won't maybe work 10 years from now because mm-hmm. it is of that of that time so as long as you're to me it's like and i've i've mentioned honesty before and i've had people be like what do you mean by honest but um i guess it's uh it's sort of like being true to um yourself and the medium and the art and like an honest investigation of the surface mm. of the uh of what you're painting if it becomes political, like if, if some of my work became political, I actually would be fine with it. Um, but, um, but that's honestly how you felt, but, but it's, but it's, it's, it actually to me isn't political and it's like and it, and it's okay if someone else sees it that way. Um, because, uh, to me, my art doesn't exist unless someone looks at it mm, or, sees, oh wow. or sees it. So, you know, those, those pieces you brought up earlier, 
those uh, metal man figures are in my basement, you know, and it's like no one will ever see them unless I post them. And then you just showed them. And it's like they don't exist otherwise. So it's kind of true. That's, that's wild. And so, um, so I, so I, I'm kind of maybe all over the place a little bit, but, but as far as like, uh, no, I get, I get, um, I get what you're saying. I mean, look, like from the outside, we're two white looking dudes talking about people doing activism art. Probably not the best look. I get it. But like, <laughs> like what you're saying is, is like what you're saying. I'll, I'll say the dumb stuff, you know, like you're saying the accurate and, and, and what you're saying is it's like, well, let me not put words in your mouth, but essentially what I get from it is, um, it's like, if you're going to be painting like Donald Trump pieces and you build your art career off of painting like caricatures of Donald Trump, it's, I feel like that's different than having your original voice or even, or, or having your original voice of your art, like Basquiat that commentates on social issues. Right. Like, like it's mm -hmm. one thing to do it in that style. And there's one thing to just like paint or to do some sort of graphic design of like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and then put that on a tote bag and a bunch of shirts and sell it. Like I uh, get it, but in the, in the long term that seems a little cheap as opposed to doing it in your own style. Like in, in, and maybe what I got from taking away from what you said is like that, if, if you want to be like timely or you want to be, sorry, if you want to be uh, like longer lasting, I, I, I'm like timeless, so timeless. Sorry. That's where timeless. It's like, just use your own voice as opposed to hopping on the trends. Now I, I would never knock someone's hustle. Yo, if that's your hustle, yo, do you, if you're making that money, making a living, do you, I'm just being an art snob right now. You know, like I'm just saying that like, it, you know, if, if, if you make, if you have a body of work, but then all of a sudden you do a certain piece that's political and that becomes like your main flag piece, it's a little, it's kind of cheating. It's cheating a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't have anyone as an example of that, honestly. Well, I don't want to say okay. anyone's <laughs> names, but like, but like, but like we're in DC, man, there's a thousand artists who do okay. that. Like you go to a, you go to an art fair or like a street fair and you see, uh, you know, political art yeah. everywhere and it's it, at some point you're like is this just a way to you know is this are you just kind of uh just abusing it i don't know it, it sounds bad but like are you just kind of riding the trend and and just right. doing it as opposed to just being your own original yeah. self i guess that's the argument yeah and it's 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 also as far as the 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 collector you know it's mm. like um i know it's for me as a collector i don't think i'd want to have necessarily a or that political piece would, if it's so, um, it's like a small lane or the, you know, it, less room for interpretation. There's no mm -hmm. mystery. It's, it's very sort of political and this is what it means. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely different as a collector, like to have that on your wall versus for me, what I kind of paint what I, what I like. Mm -hmm. And if people like it, great. If not, that's fine too. But, but I'm hoping that it, it opens doors that for imagination and, Mm -hmm. And like I said, mystery. So, so you look at a piece, you think one day about it, you know, a certain thing about it, but also the, the next day, or you go through some crisis and you look at the piece, oh, I see something totally different in it. Ah. Where, where with a political piece of work, I feel like it's, it does become dimensionally sort of, it stops. It's like, this is what this means. It, 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 but if that inspires you to like keep going and it's like, this is a, an important message that you want to, you know, have hanging up and, and I guess to me more, yeah, that's fine. But, but yeah, it's like, I guess I see my work as, as susceptible to change over time, depending on how people, their own life experience. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and I can see that I can see if I was in a different state, I might look at some of your pieces completely different or like uh, depending, I might relate with certain things depending on the emotions I'm going through, which I think is, you know, it's just cool, which is why your art's sick. You know, I might connect with one piece today and, and the one of that girl writhing in the bed on a different day, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's kind of, that's why I sort of stay away from the political art. Mm. It's just like, again, I, I, at least I have not found a way that I could make that be like, make that point but also leave room for other interpretation yeah i guess it's one of those things that just maybe just comes natural or not and i guess i'm just sort of commenting on the people who just are forcing it and using yeah it's like just like using the wave for their own uh benefits but anyway scott dude we're we're going on like almost two and a half hours here man uh we should probably wrap this up dude uh (laughs) dude it's been it's been so awesome talking to you i'm thank you Thank you for the great questions and and it's great talking to you too. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise, dude. Uh, if people, what are you saying? Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was <laughs> saying the last time, last time I saw you was at Superfine. So, um, you're so you're, you're donning a shorter haircut. No, it's just no. Uh, you just have a pullback. Ah, okay. <laughs> in a bun. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's 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 been growing and hasn't stopped since then. In quarantine, oh, yeah. it's it's I'm looking like a wild man under here. Me, I just I just got to pull back. But um, dude, who knows, man? I can't wait to the days I can see you at another art show. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, um, I'm in the process of uh, planning a show next year. So hopefully, I'll have some news um, soon. A gallery in Bethesda, oh, or not be Bethesda? Sick. Sorry, Boston. Why did I say Bethesda? Huh. Two B's. So in Boston. So not in D.C. But that's sick. And if someone wants to follow you or check out your work, where should they go? Uh, I would say I'm most active on Instagram right mm-hmm. now. Um, so I'm Scott Hutchison art on Instagram, but it's, it's, is it, how do you spell it? It's uh, you spell it. Uh, Hutch is on Hutch is on and it's Scott with two T's. Yes. Scott, um, Hutch is on art. So. <laughs> <laughs> no one got that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's like Hutchison is H U T C H I S O N. It's with no N. So like what you said before, like if you type in that, most people think, most people spell Hutchinson. Yeah, I did that. My name is Hutchison. So I usually tell people like, just remember it's Hutchison. So it's not. You know, Dali, Picasso, (laughs) Hutchison. Maybe we got to rethink things here. I don't know. Maybe we got to rethink things here. I'm just joking. It's um, not Hutchison art. But no, just just type in, (laughs) I don't know. Just type in fragmented no no they'll, they'll find it what you can do is <laughs> just just go to the show notes if you're listening on itunes or anything like that and if you're watching into you just scroll down go to the description you'll see it right there it's all linked all right guys that's it that's the angle peace out